I was going to say, none of us are wearing pants. No, so no. This oh, is... good. We're all on the same page. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Right. That was part of the description of the show, right? Like, we don't know what we're talking about, but don't wear clothing. <laughs> must not wear pants and you must hate the crown. <laughs> Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast of choice for cotton-headed ninny-muggins. Joining me, as always, is the man who has just discovered he's an adopted elf in a world filled with humans and must now embark on a journey of self-discovery to the North Pole to find that his dad doesn't know who he is. Sean Ferrick! Hey, delighted to be here. Uh, Fun story, found out my dad doesn't know who I am uh, 32 years ago, so I've been dealing with that for a while. Uh, Dad, please come home. It's ironic because you're the only person in the world that Santa doesn't believe in. It's usually the other way around. That's really sad. Every week. Every but, week. Sorry. Um, and joining us as a very, very, very special, special guest, it's the lady that is a straight 100 on the Clawsometer. It's Danae! Hi! I'm definitely on the naughty list, though. Definitely. What did you, what did you do to get there? Ooh. It doesn't matter. We don't need to know. I mean, I definitely have dropped some F-bombs in front of my three-year-old. That's not great. <laughs> but did they repeat it at an inopportune time? Not Like at yet. church or something? Not right. yet. Yeah, ide- it's ideally coming. it'll be, let's just say that we were having a normal Christmas. It would be in front of the whole family and it would cause my grandmother, <laughs> my 90-year-old grandmother to faint. But Fiddlesticks! But that'll have oh. to be in our imaginations. She will do it at some point and I will, <laughs> I will be, uh, yeah, forever eating my words, literally. Just- just be ready to snort with laughter uh, or not react at all. That's how right. you make sure it doesn't happen a second time. Exactly. So tricky. Or just get in there really quick and blame the husband. And it's like, I can't believe... Yeah. How? How is this I'm quite sure using in front of our child. We should have never let her watch Elf. <laughs> you know what? That is exactly what Elf needs, is more F-bombs. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> The fact that it's Jimmy Can as well. I mean, the fact that there's no F-bombs, that's got to be some heroic editing going on. I have issues with... with never mind, we'll get onto my issues later on. <laughs> oh my god, it's Santa effing claws. That would have just made a total new movie, wouldn't it? Then you see the kids run away. Elf after dark. Cool, before we... Oh, no one needs to see that. I'm sure they were dying to make that, though. That's the, the sequel that we need. 100% it's been made. Yep, somewhere on the internet. So before we, yes, we're going to be doing a deep dive into Elf, um, carrying on our Christmas month. Um, but before we get into that, Danae, who the hell are you? Oh, I don't and, know. And say hi. <laughs> I think most people will probably know me from podcasting world. Um, I co-host uh, several podcasts. Uh, the most uh, listened to of them all is Behind the Sins podcast, which is part of the Cinema Sins podcast network. And Cinema Sins is a YouTube channel slash channels. There's also TV Sins. Universe. Yeah. So we kind of do a lot of content of just comedy, snarky, picking apart movies and entertainment just to be silly and goofy. Um, some of it's legit. Most of it's not. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I mean, just... it's, really, it's really cool that the internet absolutely gets that as well and doesn't doesn't make any snide comments and they totally no. get the the good meaning that comes with all of the all of the comments yeah, it's, it's understanding n- like that never fake cough <laughs> <laughs> uh so i joined that team and we created that podcast uh a year uh, plus ago 
and it's been received really well by the CinemaSins universe. That's been a lot of fun. But I also do podcast with my radio partner uh, called Shoe the Dough, which is a spoonerism for Do the Show. And I yeah, we just it. kind so of good. love getting together and being goofy and, I don't know, hopefully making people smile. You definitely do. I can, there's one of those people sat right here. Um, I, I have a guilty confession. I've actually fallen behind with the sin cast, but kept up with behind the sins, which is really weird. Like, don't, please don't tell anyone. Um, tell them, tell them all, it's fine. I'm texting him now. <laughs> said, Stop it! <laughs> you have permission to doodle as long as you don't text anybody. Right, right. Um, Got it. <laughs> but no, absolutely. The, 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 if anybody isn't listening to them, please go and listen. The dynamic on the sin cast and behind the sins, just even if you haven't got a clue what film you guys are talking about or what you're covering off it's just hilarious and entertaining so go and listen the premise of it is uh interesting for anyone who's also trying to dig into how the youtube channels kind of work we are the writers for it and we also create um with our editing team and stuff so it's conversation about how we're creating the content for cinema sins and tv sins and everything so it tends to be uh, very very inside like if you're listening to it and you haven't watched what we're talking about it might be a little bit strange to listen to but we also chat about how we create all the youtube stuff that we that we are in charge of and it's a it's a lot but it's a, exciting and fun and i don't know we have a good time i'm glad you i'm glad that we are your number one and i am definitely not telling <laughs> jeremy that right now definitely no not. stop it i feel like I don't know who'd be most offended. I think oh, gosh. I think Chris would be really, really cool with it. Oh, yeah. I think Jeremy would be like, okay, I think Barrett might, might be the most offended. I think you're right. So I'll text Barrett. Oh, uh, thank But anyways, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about Elf and meet you guys face to face, although you guys can't see us, obviously. But um, they are clothed and wearing Santa gear. So that's good. I like you've specified that we're clothed. <laughs> you could have said we are all clothed, but no, you specified they. I will say that I was not expecting this, but sure, listen, we're all friends here. It's fine. No it's one's ever going to see this. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally cool. Um, cool. So before we get into Elf, we're going to do um, we we'll do a spot of news. To the news. News team. Assemble! I do that every week to the news. To the news. It's like the back cave. To the news cave. Do you want me to make like that news sounder for you? Do it. Brilliant, right? But that's now going to replace the actual. <laughs> All right, so it's just the same thing over and over again. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so you, <laughs> that you're going to be me. on the podcast every week, yeah? Oh, yeah, yes. this is Perfect. cool. Mm-hmm. Great, cool. I can also make a uh, traffic helicopter sound. Um, Continue. And a terrible turkey, just in case. Okay, let's. No, let's I, I think I've heard your turkey, mm-hmm, and it's, it's actually very good. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> awful turkey. I will be the judge. Oh, oh, that was I'm my turkey. Sorry. Yeah, oh, no, no, you're no, doing no, it I'm now. Oh, yeah. You can't just you can't just drop this out. Like, <laughs> this got, is now the news. Uh, this is it. Oh, I see. In the news, uh, there is the the traffic helicopters coming in to hunt for the turkey. So here's the helicopter. That's that's all it. Oh, is. Was it getting further away? Yeah, it was, that was super really clever. Mm-hmm. And then that my turkey good. is. 
just me moving my tongue around. It's weird. Oh, that's that's awkward. Maybe cut that out. Okay, anyways, go on. No. Oh, this is a live stream. Did 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 Ian not mention that this is all live? Great. Oh, I'm so glad we don't have an outtake section. It's just all content. It's all con. Everything is content. Yay. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So that's the news for this week. Um, on to Elf. <laughs> But, right, okay, no, there is this one thing that I do really want to talk about, and it's how, we've actually talked about it a few, probably a month or two ago, but it's how insane the Spider-Man movie mm. is going to be. Um, I didn't actually send this to you, Danae, so sorry, I've just put you on the spot. How do you feel about the Spider-Man universe? How do I feel about it? <laughs> um, it's one of those that is like a Batman universe for me, where there's a lot of different versions of the same story. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you kind of find the ones that you seem to kind of gravitate towards and that are just going to ultimately become your favorite. I, I do think that there's probably some themes that I wish we wouldn't have to see in every single movie because it's done so much. So for Batman, for example. We get it. The, the pearl necklace. Dead. Yeah. Like, can we just Oh, stop? my God. Yes. Can we stop? Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel but How many times are we going to have to watch Uncle Ben take a slug? The poor guy, yeah. honestly. So, but it's a key moment in the story, and I understand that. And I guess we don't really do this for like Christmas movies and such, where it's the same story over and over again, redone. It just feels different, I guess, with these uh, superhero styles, because there's so much more content that you can pull from. Like, there's only one version of the Christmas story that was written, right? So... Why why are we not going to all the other comic content that exists for Batman or for Spider-Man? That's the only thing that I, I think right off the bat, I would say. It's really rare that you see Santa's parents killed brutally in an alleyway as well. It's something that we could see more of on screen. Please. Man, that 80s Rudolph movie was intense. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the film we thought we were going to watch. <laughs> but the, um, the, the, the news is that the Spider-Man... Three, which will be the third Tom Holland Spider-Man film, um, is basically casting anybody that's ever appeared in the Spider-Man films ever. For my own head, it's cool because it kind of acknowledge. I know it doesn't matter, but this acknowledges that the the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man existed, mm. and it's all in like a shared universe. So in my head, it's like, oh, cool, they can still be acknowledged, even though it doesn't matter. They're all films, but it's getting crowded. It is, it and I was, I was reading a thing there. Someone said, quite fairly, be careful, Sony, because the expectations are going up and up and up. And uh, I know it's obviously Sony Marvel. but And the last two Tom Holland ones I've enjoyed, Far From Home was grand. The first one was excellent. Um, when has a third Spider-Man movie ever been a good thing? Now, in, fair, in fairness, there was... One, well, there's only technically yeah. one, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. So, 100% of Spider-Man 3 have Spider-Man. not been... Spider-Man. You just, his yeah. last name is Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Peter Spider-Man. Um, but, uh, so, to understand... What was it? So, you've got Andrew Garfield is back, Tobey Maguire, Emma Stone, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Alfred Molina has signed on. So, we've got Doc Which Ock. Which one was he? Is he was Doc, Doc Ock. Ock, isn't it? Um, yeah. And... I uh, I think is that is that everyone in terms I of who's been announced? They're getting Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil in the Marvel Marvel Netflix stuff. Um, that is is somehow getting shoehorned in. Apparently, something about being a lawyer. I mean, obviously, but is well, it? Yeah, like, I think is, that's yeah. his introduction, as opposed to oh look, there goes Daredevil. Yeah, but it make, when you've got that many people, it makes you wonder how much of it is going to be. Oh look, there's Doc Ock in the background. He's actually just having a coffee. Um, oh, he's okay. actually nothing to do. He's just turned up. Infinity. I mean, Infinity, it's a different situation because there was a lot of build-up, and there is technically 
a lot of build-up to this because there is all these films. Someone said, you know, to watch this film, do I have to sit down and go Spider-Man 1, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and then are they going to discuss um, Spider-Verse and Venom? Yeah. And potentially Mobius. In my imagination, there's also a chance, too, that just because someone's being cast doesn't mean that they're going to play a role in the movie like you think. You know, for example, maybe there's like this merger of universes and they're all in the room at the same time for a couple of minutes, but that's it, you know? So, um, and I was just kind of reading really quickly on Digital Spy. I don't know if you guys sort, do you guys tell where you guys get your stuff? Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. We, we shamelessly steal from everybody. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> I I was woefully underprepared. Also, I would. I just wanted to stay for the record. You could have told me and I would have done it right now in the moment. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if I'd have told you, that means that I would have had to think of it earlier than 30 seconds before we started the podcast. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Well, sometimes you just have to jump on the now news. This is the now news. This um, is it right now. So according to uh, the digital spy one that I'm looking at, it says that it's not all official yet either. So, yeah. you know, maybe somebody caught wind of ideas that are being put out there. And sometimes people sign on and then they don't actually end up, you know, being in the film at all. But they're, they could have been. So who knows what yeah. would happen? But it's fun to think about ways that they could make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Even though it shouldn't work because adding a ton of people is a massive undertaking like we've seen in the Avengers films and things but I don't know it, it's fun to think about like your favorite Spideys all together somehow or what if they merge together and then they have three heads no I don't like that after you've all you've been no. playing too much D&D well, there, yeah. there, there is precedent yeah. there was that multi-armed Spider-Man from the animated I presume the comics mm-hmm. as well yeah so there is precedent mm-hmm. it happens mm-hmm. that's true um, that's Andrew Garfield's hand <laughs> <laughs> It's Tobey Maguire's left eyelid. I know that anywhere. <laughs> I oh suppose in God. theory for the for the second Deadpool film, when he walks past the corridor and the um the whole gang is in the room, so it's got all of the X Men and um, yeah. James McAvoy sat in the chair. You could have technically said entire X Men cast returns for Deadpool two. Exactly. Even though it's just for ten seconds and they were filming next door. Yeah. Um. So yeah, who knows? And at this point, you, I think you're dead right. There's so many people that have been added to the cast. Any news outlet can now just say, oh, um, Gandalf is going to be in this film. And it's it's going to get clicks and it's going to get reads, isn't it? Reads. Yeah, that I think weird... we're all just trying to find fun things to, you know, latch on to. Um, yeah. And the world of movie making right now is just fascinating to watch because everyone's having to be really clever with how they are creating movies and content, um, given all the restrictions. And so it's a... I think everyone's eye is trying to move out of, you know, our circumstances and look to things that make us entertained. And so I think, yeah, yeah, any news that comes out, we're just going to jump on and be like, what does this mean? Which is kind of fun. It is. Yeah. And there were a couple of weeks where we've struggled for news because it things have slowed down, rightfully so. Um, But there is this hunger to kind of to to get entertainment back to normal and to try and find a way to get some get some content we're also hungry right. for it here's some entertainment news from 1993 <laughs> <laughs> rumors are uh, sam neill reprising role in jurassic park 3 uh, yet yeah, to be confirmed brilliant. that's right <laughs> just start rehashing things yeah. right, if hollywood can reboot every film why can't we reboot the news right just make our own news let's invent something mental Exactly, just finished the crown season four, breaking news, you know, England goes to war with the Falklands. 
You had to mention the crown, didn't you? I did. Watch his eyes. Watch his eyes. Hey, and the crown. <sighs> what happened? What is going on? It, it, it's not just his eyes. I think there's like a bulging, like, uh, like vein there. in his it's forehead. Right well, eye. The, the more times you say it, the, the bigger he kind of inflates until I think he's oh, wow. swear he's going to burst one day. Oh, it's like one of those, yeah. like, those pump Bye, up guys. shoes. <laughs> Shoot, who has a. Wait, what's a pump up shoe? What is a pump <laughs> oh, up my shoe like? oh my god! Oh my god! Is that a thing? Is that actually a thing? Good, I it's mean, not an island from either. the 90s, though. Oh, okay. I mean, I was in the 90s. I just wasn't wearing pump-up shoes. They were the shoe that... Uh, I, I, just had to, I just had to look it up to make sure that I... They were called... <laughs> you just didn't invent something. Reebok Pump. And if okay. I remember oh, hang correctly... On. I'm with you now. The pump was on the tongue, and you would just reach down, and it had like this little circle on it, and you would... Sh- uh, sh- 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 yes. And it would pump up, and I guess fill the air chambers and like tighten your shoe... But people would obviously yeah. do it until it burst for fun, which was dumb since they were very expensive shoes. Oh, these um, kids and their fun. Yeah. So <laughs> that was that was a segue I didn't expect. <laughs> I don't know where that came from in my imagination, but there it is. I don't know how you're going to recover from that. Good luck. Maybe this is this is how we get sponsorship from Reebok. We're <laughs> going to start mentioning products of yours from the nineties. Would you mm-hmm. please sponsor us to do so? That's right. There's been a weird increase in sales in our back stock. <laughs> very, very specific. There's, there's only about 30 people that have bought another pair and they're all in England and Ireland. That's very odd. eBay is calling <laughs> you. Hey, what did you guys do? We love it. It's amazing. I mean, we we do actually have a segue from um, the news to recommends and other other things. I dis- I'm the only English person in the world that despises the crown. Oh. I don't think you're the only one. I think a few have come out of the woodwork now. With Not the, many. None that would defend me on Twitter. I just got oh. absolutely ruined on Twitter for like, well, now everybody has problems, Ian. Just because they have money doesn't mean they can't have problems. Yes, but you live in a literal fucking castle. So ha- your problems are not the same as other people's problems and should not be glorified. Well, hang on. Oh. You think you've got it bad. I'm an Irishman <laughs> who likes the crown. I have to barricade the door at night. I just don't get it. Like, what? You should be... I don't, are you reveling in their misery? Whereas I'm just like, little stop being bit. miserable. <laughs> little, little bit, yeah. I found it very difficult to watch. So I don't I don't enjoy like historical dramas though, in general. I don't I just don't I don't know. There's something really awkward about I, I try to avoid uncomfortable feelings in general. <laughs> I mean that's good advice. That's good life advice for everybody. <laughs> And there's something about historical dramas that just makes me really uncomfortable. And I, I don't know if it's because, like, you know what? I just want to pretend this didn't happen. Or, oh, yeah. this is making it real. And it's, like, real in a real way real. So I'm just going to pretend that none of this happened. And I'm going to go do something. You know when I'm playing <laughs> World of Warcraft for the next hour? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, there's so, drama in this world, but it's with orcs and stuff. So right, it's right. Fine. I'm a bit of an escapist that way. but um, That's fair. But isn't yeah. the Warcraft film a historical movie? Historical. Abs- Monumental. Hi- hi- historically what? disastrous. Oh, it went down in history. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 It did. yeah. <laughs> you guys okay it- yet? Are you, are you okay? Have yeah. you recovered? No. It, we're, we're hopping around and that's, I'm super okay with that. I just don't want, I don't want to be the cause of all the bunny trails, but like watching World of Warcraft, the movie in the theaters was such a weird experience because I knew that nobody else that went and didn't play the game would know what was going on or care about what was happening but i was like so happy <laughs> oh like, and, hey, you enjoyed it i went like this i was like i've been there 
<laughs> I know these people. It's Santa. I know him. I stood on that balcony and jumped to my death for a dare. <laughs> Like, Were you just like waiting to like see a little Danae in the background? That's me! That's, that's me. me! That's my they character! They caught it on camera! Everyone else is about, is she okay? I like turned to somebody and I'm like, I was a lore master when I played. And they're like, who are you? Stop talking, it's a movie. So anyway. I, um, I didn't come to the cinema with you, stop talking to me. <laughs> uh, so that one's a weird one for me. But The Crown is also weird because I part of my brain can go, oh, this is really interesting. And it's like a look into a world that I have no like i have no connection to whatsoever except for just like maybe just curiosity but then it flips over into this real place and i'm like eh, i kind of feel like i'm reading someone's journal here even though everybody can know about it with a google yeah. search do you know what i mean so that feeling of being that feeling of being disconnected is exactly how the royal family feels when they watch the crown as well because it's, it's got to be weird uh, yeah it's got to be weird like maybe the first part when they're when they're like when it's like the young queen and it's like her life and maybe that would be kind of interesting like yeah long <gasps> enough ago to maybe have not remembered it did that really it. happen you know and then you can have a conversation did he really fight the elephant yeah, he had his lung removed in the same room that we play. Oh, okay. You know, like maybe that's interesting. I don't know. And also, you didn't but... tell him you were going to remove the lung. <laughs> he just gets up and he's like, <gasps> I know. This is it was hard. so awkward. But then as it gets like more into the present day stuff, I'm just like, ooh, this feels more like a, I don't know, Boy, for me, it? like, yeah. Or, or like a tabloid is not the right word, but an invasion of some sort. Clickbait? I know what you mean. Yeah, especially when you get to yeah, Diana I and stuff. Um, I, I haven't seen... Well, it won't come as a surprise that I didn't get past episode two because I destroyed my television. Um, just pure ripped it off the wall and said, nope, this is garbage, bye Netflix, and bye. Oh, um, I, so, I, I, I thought you were, I thought you were <laughs> watching being <that>. real. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I was. The, I had to be held back. I was like, Ian, there's, there's an option here. You don't watch it. Yeah, I hadn't considered that as a thing that I could do, sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have, so I haven't watched, I'm not up to date, I haven't watched the Princess Diana stuff, and I don't, I don't particularly want to watch it, because I, I there is, there's so much shady stuff around that whole situation. I, well, I Sean, it's... what do you like about it, though? I, so I've just enjoyed it as a show, really, so I'm into it now, so I started season one, season two, and because of that, I'll probably watch it now, I think there's two more seasons coming. Um, which mm. I, I think they're stopping around 2010. I'm not sure. Oh, I want um, them to go to like 2030. I want this to start predicting stuff in the future yeah. now. That I would watch. Beautifully made. Like it's you can see why it's the most expensive show. It's pretty. Netflix yeah. have done. Um, and so for that, it's been and the music has been gorgeous and the performances have been fantastic. And then I don't know. The third season I, for me was pants. Sorry, third season. Uh, so I only stuck on the fourth just for kind of my mum and dad were talking about it and then just Gillian Anderson just blew us away I do love now, Gillian Anderson for the American girl when you say it was pants is that good or oh, bad oh sorry right uh, that is uh, pants is not very good oh okay really really rubbish yeah. Yeah. well because here's the thing pants are great you know in general they're, they protect your body they've got pockets they're, they're stylish true. so I was like it could be like oh this is really cool they're pants this but. is trousers. This is brilliant. I like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I do enjoy a pair of pants. I'm not wearing any right now, of course. Right. But when I do, none of no. us are wearing yeah. pants. No, so no. This oh, is... good. We're all on the same page. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Right. That was part uh, of the description yeah. of the show, right? Like, we don't it's know what we're for talking about, on. but don't wear clothing. <laughs> must not wear pants, and you must hate the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the term pants come from? 
Now I want to go on a bunny trail, um, figure out where the term pant. Like, what what makes it derogatory? Because pants are good. Punts are really pun, punts. Pants are really functional. Yeah, punts. The old Irish currency punts is very very good. Uh, <laughs> is that well, the real thing? Is it? Is that? No, that it's literally a real thing. That's what it used to be. Punts. Yeah. Ooh, punts, punts, yeah, punts are the old. Uh, so we we had okay. This has really gone on a tangent, right? But really quickly, okay. So we currently use the euro, uh, but until we adopted the euro, we had our own uh, currency. Now, obviously, uh, Britain has the pound sterling, where we had the punt, is the Irish pound, and it was a much stronger currency. And I don't know why we don't use it anymore. But anyway, how and ever. It's probably um, because it's very rude, and people kept rhyming it with something else. Ooh. Ooh. Trust your brain to go straight to that place. Hey, it was the, the Irish did it, not me. That's exactly the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Have we got any closer on on pants? I I actually I I stopped as and I I'm now reading about the punt. Um, Good. Just immediately got detoured on okay, a detour. Okay. Pants are bad in Ireland. Wait. Right. No. 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 That's gonna stop. That's gonna be something completely different. Why right. do the word Ir- of context. why what do yep. the Irish mean when they say pants? It's an English thing as well. It's a, it's a general British thing. Maybe the Australians do it as well. Um, where did I mean? Don't type. Where did pants come from? Because that's probably going to be. Because you're probably going to get a whole list well. of like you know, Under Armour and you know Aussie Bum and all that kind. Andrew Christian, all these brands that I've been told of. Good. Uh, this Ollie is Bum. not helpful at all. No, it's not. Welcome to the Elf podcast. I'm so glad we're talking about Elf. <laughs> the news has gone strange this week, I'm not going to lie. In the uh. news, um, we're now looking up like derogatory terms, and I don't understand. So this is just this long article about someone's opinions on underclothing. That's uh, probably not what you're looking for. You found somebody's opinion on the internet. <laughs> that's weird. I, I'm really lucky when I search. I'm super good at searching that's, for things and finding opinions. Most people can't impressive. do it. Yeah. No, not not for, you, not for love nor money. You couldn't find an opinion somewhere on the internet. It's upsetting, really. Um, not even on YouTube. Why do all Irishmen dress so poorly? Uh-oh. Fair. I'm in the wrong... I'm. It's getting worse, guys. Maybe I should just drop it. I'll have to look it up later. Hey, Google... Where did the phrase "that's pants" come from? Uh, image of pants. Uh, pant- the word "pants" comes to us from oh. anglicization of the character's name Pantaloon. The word comes from the name stuck for. No. But see, it doesn't. It doesn't tell me where it comes from. I found like a list of all of these things. Like I'm knackered, or oh yeah, knackered. Oh, yeah. Or, knackered has a bit of a rude origin, actually. That was a right bodge job. Yep, bodge job. You I'll give it. you a oh, yeah. bunch of fives. See, this is an interesting list, but it doesn't tell me why. Doesn't help. No. Nope. Yeah, not really. No. Well, knackered is a good one, though. I like knackered. I use knackered at least three times a day. Yeah. It's like a good meal, uh, right? A good three meals a day. You... Oh, I thought you were saying knackered is a good meal. It's like, oh wow, we have different <laughs> diets. Okay, yeah. Um, no, knackered is extremely tired. If you're knackered, oh, you you're were... extremely tired. We were talking about that before the show started. Ooh. That you are a knackered man. Indeed, I am. Indeed, I am. Although, if you're done, like absolutely done, as in just put that man down, right. you might send him to the knacker's yard, Ooh. which is where they used to send horses when they were being put down. Oh, yep. poor horses. Yeah. But only because they were very old. They had lived really wonderful lives. And when they were, quote, put down, really, they were just 
gently laid on a little pillow and then they were pet gently until they went to sleep and they took their last breath in this beautiful absolutely. way. Absolutely. That is absolutely the truth. Or if they refused to sign the contract. But one of those two. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why the Jurassic Park theme came to mind while you were describing <laughs> the death of a horse. It's the death of a horse. This horse is dead. <laughs> oh, to all listeners out right. there, you're still with us. <laughs> We almost made it an episode without singing as well. That was good. No, we didn't. No, we did not. That was um, never going to happen. Oh, man. Train of thought's completely gone. Right, pants. We'll put it in the notes. When we find out where that's pants came from, it's going to be something really mundane. But um, I feel like Danae's just going to keep searching while we talk. Exactly, yeah. So about Elf. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Brilliant. The Rube Goldberg machine. Is Are you typing I'm with your feet right try. now? <laughs> I am very talented. Sean. Do you have anything you would like to recommend this week other than the crown and pants? Pants? And DMRs? Pants? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do I have anything I'd like to recommend this week? I actually don't. Um, I have I have watched nothing between last episode and this episode because I knew the news was going to run long. And so oh, I said, I'll yeah, just keep right. it short. <laughs> so thoughtful. Right. Well, we'll skip, Sean. Even though it's your job to watch things, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Dinay, is there anything you'd like to recommend? Yeah, I actually uh, watched a Netflix show. I don't normally. Do I swear, that. if you say The Crown, I am leaving. It's called The right Crown. Now. It's this really interesting show. <laughs> I've heard of us. Yeah, uh, it's all about jewelry. <laughs> really elaborate. <laughs> um, it's called Dash and Lily. It is a romantic comedy. It is a Christmas themed romantic comedy um, about. Uh, a couple of uh, teenagers, I think they're like 17 or 18 years old. So they're still, you know, have parents that are involved in their life somehow, but they're just in the, on, on that precipice of independence and trying to kind of figure out who they are. Both awkward in their own ways. The story kicks off with a young girl. Her name is Lily, who um, kind of is a romantic and she's put this red notebook into one of her favorite sections of the bookstore and um, basically kind of has this back and forth relationship with Dash through the notebook. And there's rules about how they can't meet in person and little dares that they do. One of them is really like for Christmas. One of them is really against Christmas. And so it's them trying to kind of find out who they are through these series of dares of going around New York City and trying new things. Um, So it's really... I really enjoyed it. I really liked That's the places cool that it went. Yeah, mm. I thought so too. And it's kind of refreshing. I did find it pretty funny. There's a, a particular scene of one of Lily's dares um, when she's wearing red boots that was particularly wonderful uh, and seemed real, like something that I would highly recommend that you at least get to that that episode. Um, it does have a little bit of a cheese factor, you know, in that it sort of follows some of the basic stories that you would expect so um in that way it's not like at the very end you're like blown away but it's really well done and i loved how the cinematography was shot as well like the um the way that it was uh directed let's see if i can see the director uh executives were brad sibling producers nick jonas of the Jonas Brothers, I believe. Oh, actually, oh, oh, cool. Which makes sense okay. because he makes an appearance in it. That makes sense now. That, um, that checks out. Then. The cinematography was Eric Tremel, and um, yeah, so each episode's right under thirty minutes, and you can binge the whole thing on Netflix. And again, yeah, it's called you need a show like that. Dash and Lily. 
So I'm assuming Dash is a 45, 47 year old man that has found the notebook. So did I just ruin the show for you? I'm so, so sorry. disgusting. She's 17. Okay, that's really disgusting. Okay, that's great. Um, no, I mean, they're both. But that, that's a problem. I, I have, this sounds like an amazing show, but I'm going to pull it apart. How does she know that he's not a really old man? Oh, it is absolutely sinable in many, many ways. And yes. my sin brain is activated all the time when crazy. I watch content now. Um, but there's people that are kind of safeguarding the book. Like there's a guy who works at the bookstore who Okay, that's cool. So he's in knows on it. who Lily is. Like Lily okay. is a well loved young woman who has a lot of people in her life that are wanting to be a protector of her. So yeah. they do answer that question. There's some that they don't answer that's like whatever. That's, that's good. Cause uh, you know, in fairness, like that this is just an analog version of using a dating app. As yeah. in, how do you really know? Yeah, that's true. Well, the thing that probably bothered me the most, if we're going to talk about the cynical thing about it, um, is, like, it plays out as if it's a conversation that's happening back and forth. But in reality, some of the things would already be in the notebook. And if you just keep reading, then you'd be skipping ahead. You know, like, you would already... Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's a reveal because you turn the page and then there's the next part of the conversation. So... I think what they want you to think and, and recognize is that the two of them are agreeing to the rules of the notebook to make it work. So, for example, gotcha. it's like, go to this restaurant and sit down and then turn the page. So, in reality, As opposed to could... standing in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a bit, because uh, I think they use the same logic in the first season of 13 Reasons Why. I've you know, never seen it. It's, I haven't either. You know, oh, oh, well then, really, really quickly, each episode is there are 13 tapes or sides to a tape and each episode is a side to a tape but it plays out over the course of weeks and you know obvious question is well hang on this thing is about three hours long so what were you doing for those yeah weeks? this could have so been it's done the same really kind quick. of idea it's like you know no no suspension of disbelief yeah you know there's a reason you only go on one take. okay no, yeah that's cool. and, and there's a couple of moments that are like that for sure where you're like oh, okay but it's such a cute story i don't usually like cute little stories like this but this one i really enjoyed uh especially if you're a book lover if you're a book lover, you're like like that intelligent part of your brain, you really like to kind of get into, you know, deep conversations and stuff. I think there's part of this that's really, really good. I thought you were about to say, if you're an intelligent person and like <laughs> books, I was like, you're about to just intelligent shame everyone. <laughs> yeah. If you don't read books, you're a bit of a dummy. <laughs> the person who recommended it, she reads a book every week because she's a oh, book. Man. Like she loves books. Yeah. She doesn't, she's not on social media. Um, and she was like, super into it because you know these two kids are book lovers so um i think that's another kind of draw to this particular one yeah there's a big part of me that w that wants to be like that like there's <laughs> you, you could never catch up but yeah i am unfortunately glued to my phone like a lot of us there's always it has to, it has to be active it has to be doing things reading a book feels like i love reading but it, it feels like sleeping sometimes and it's like it's not active we, um, all three of us have bookshelves in the background and yes. none of them have books on them. <laughs> it's so true. Right, they have to be fair. Figures. I do. <laughs> it's just, yeah, 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 they're just, just out of sight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They are there. Hang on. Don't mind me now in case you see I'm not wearing pants. Uh, so, yeah, so there, there's some books you there. Do? Right? Okay, I do yeah. too. They're kids' stories. <laughs> Yay. Oh, Peter <laughs> Rabbit. Brilliant. The only oh. one that doesn't have dust on it is my, my Dungeon Master, uh, the, the, Basically, the Bible for D and D, like my Dungeon oh, Master's yeah. Guide. Everything else is really, really dusty, and pretty much just holding up the shelves it's above amazing. it. Amazing shame. So technically, shame. we do have books, but are they respectable? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Um, do I have what? Harmonica for Dummies? That's respectable. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
No, that's it. I'm spent. That's that's all I've got. <laughs> Everything else, it's not 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 good. Well, I've got the the greatest book ever written. I've got Ooh. Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. You know, I've never read Congo. It's actually really good. It's really I did read Congo, read. but it that's was a long huge. time ago. Oh, I've not read. I've not read. Oh no, it's two books in. It's Jurassic Park and oh, Congo. Right, so I've not it. read Congo. So I is yeah. it good? I don't remember. I just remember. That is I remember a pretty reading. damning. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's what I remember about reading Congo the descriptions of how people die by monkey it's descriptive I remember is this that. in the Jurassic Park universe or is this tangential Michael Crichton I think he's the think same he... author I believe right yeah he does it, yeah that, that, that's him and he does do some good monster stories um, but he also wrote ER so I oh. enjoyed that oh oh <laughs> Well, we all have our good days and bad days. <laughs> oh, 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 we should have led with this. Sean has an ER podcast. <laughs> I only said it because I, I just love it. to see what happened. <laughs> this gone. is dead right. He's gone. This video is definitely going out because you've just, I've never seen a man's soul rip out <laughs> through his beard before, but it just happened. Did you just say whipped out through his beard? So, yeah, you can. You, Man, these are some great. I gotta write this down. Whipped out through his beard. Ripped out through his beard. You could see it. Just it left him. Um, I actually never watched ER, uh, but I got into Grey's Anatomy. So, which is kind of a oh, similar. Oh, gets worse. A, no, you're not saving like, this at no, all. No, no, no. Wait. It's like a similar feel. Whenever I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to go with, and I was like, <laughs> okay, so this one is like medical drama, and it's a little more serious. And this one is medical drama, but they're trying to have sex with each other. So I was like, which one do I go with? And my, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, well, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. So then that was the only reason, literally the only reason that I went with Grey's instead of ER was because I was more curious if there was going to be some, um, you know, some action. Shenanigans. Some, some uh, in the sheet shenanigans. And then my friend was watching it. So I've but, never watched ER but, though. But it That's gave awesome. us George Clooney. Did it? Who? It did. Wow. George Clooney came from ER. Wow. <gasps> It's all right. It's cool. Everyone has the things they like, and it's all grand. Er, is that still going? No, no, no. That finished. Uh, ooh, two thousand nine. Um, it's another reason to uh, pick Grays. Grays is still going. Everyone. That's true. Grays is end, which is really impressive. Grays is endless. No, Er is great because it starts in nineteen ninety four. So literally everyone has either been shot or has contracted the virus. Uh-huh. You know, it's literally one or the other. It's like they had, okay, well, uh, flip a coin. And, ho bad news for you. Well, I'm just going to pop to the hardware store and get a bigger shovel for Danae because her one seems a bit blunt. Grey's Anatomy is the bottom of the barrel. I just want to say that for the record. It is the worst thing I watch. And she still it's horrible. over ER. I want to compare. I mean, There's got to be things that are worse. All right. ER versus Grey's Anatomy. Let's just see what's out there on the internet. Okay, you guys keep talking, and I'm gonna educate myself. <laughs> Good. And we have to think about. All right, what's what 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 shows do we watch that we know are terrible? If um, Sean's podcast comes up, <laughs> just ignore it. <laughs> it might. It might. Uh, oh, that's no. so good. So I like House. So I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy or ER at all. Uh, just House is my medical drama of choice. And I believe, kind of... in fairness, I believe House is fantastic. I love House. Yeah, House is mm. incredible. My employees wish I would stop basing my management style on him, but hey, <laughs> what are you going to do? How... I was wondering what the cane was about. How does that work for... Are you talking about the drug abuse? Are you talking oh, about... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay. Less of that. Just the emotional abuse. It's fine. Oh, I see. <laughs> much better although let's not rule anything out there yeah i do or whenever do. i come in with a limp that's like you're in a really house mood aren't you 
shut up. Shut up. Uh, get me ketamine. Uh. Yeah. Or you just walk in and you're like, you know what? This is the worst idea ever, but we're going to go with it and just trust that somehow. Oh, and I need one of you guys to go break into someone's house for me and find yes, a clue. Please. <laughs> this has got nothing to do with what we do at work. <laughs> yeah, but just go and do it. It's I need fine. you to go break into his house and just look <laughs> under the sink for mold. Just let me know if you find anything. So this is a home base. Yeah, it's nothing to do with medical medicine at all. Medical things. Um, I've actually used. We have another. We have another friend. This is just me and Sean. We have one other friend. That's it. True. But Albert, um, I was bouncing ideas for. Epi- I like to try and have a clever episode title, and I needed a team to bounce ideas off of. And I was like, neither of you have seen House, but I'm using you as my team. And they came up with stupid ideas, but it inspired me to come up with a good idea. Here you go. <laughs> Did you have a clear board that you could write information yeah, on so that the camera could see through? Exactly. I loved House. House was one that I watched from the very beginning till the very end. So It's so, so good. It's, so good. It's ridiculously good. But Hugh Laurie is... Hugh Laurie, yeah. I didn't know that he wasn't... like I, I totally didn't realize that he... Is he English? Sorry? He's English. He, yeah, he's, he's English. huge. Yes. Like, yeah. He's had a massive career over here since the dawn of time so for me to see him with an american accent was like oh that's really not good. believable like, yeah really but no good. for me i was like it's that's you're and he usually plays a really goofy person so he was always in comedies so i'll have to oh man i'll have to just send see, you so, like a clip so strange. of him being stupid because for me my introduction was house so to then discover his backlog and his true voice and the other things yeah. he's been involved in i'm like whoa this is weird it breaks everything but yeah it he's just fun. such a good actor That's yeah it. he just he pulls it off so well yeah hugh laurie is it one is of my brilliant. faves we yeah. went down so many rabbit holes there that was that was like i think we tumbled down a wall like Sorry. i don't know if, are you still searching have you got oh, for report sure. back um well i'm looking right now at screen rant which is you know obviously a website so the place great. to go so great yeah. for lists and such. Yeah. Five things ER did better than Grey's Anatomy, and five things that Grey's does better too. So it's a nice little even tit for tat. Oh, I do like those lists, in fairness, I do. Yeah. You you like lists? I, yeah, I, you... I I have been known to partake in a list or two. Yeah. 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 It's it's mainly his job. Um, Sean does that, but for um for a website called What Culture. Um, oh. So you are the list man. Okay. Yes, I do. I do lists all the time. It's great. So ER is better at one-off episodes. But Grey's is better at romance. Now, I don't know that I agree with that because Grey's, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is their portrayal of romance. It's just nuts. It's just nutty. Um, Let's see. ER is better at relatable characters. It's very good for that in fairness, yeah. Uh, but Grey's is better at being a soap opera, which is true. Wait, soap that's opera. weird. I'd assume Ooh. ER was the more soap opera-y. Soap opera-ish. Mm. No? I think, I think it became that toward the end. Good. I mean, I'm saying this from a place of complete ignorance, having not seen an episode of Eva. Uh, ER is better at rotating characters in and out. Oh, but, it does that a lot. But Grey's is better at friendships. That sounds crap. You do get the feeling that, depending on the episode, everyone hates each other in the ER. And then the next week, they're all great friends again. Oh, it's that's good. interesting. It's like real friends. I do I do actually like that part of Grey's because there is an, there are interesting dynamics that they put together. From real, like friendship perspectives, not just the like sexy time relationships. ER oh. is better at big events. Very good at them. Yeah. Uh, well, like weddings. It says. Oh, no, like shoot 'em ups. There's you know people because it's a. Oh, all right, cool. Let's do this. So, 
they're brilliant at them when you have usually or they might be done with steady cam and you'll oh, have dude. three or four set pieces all within the one you know run of rooms and it will be go through go through everyone high tension they usually do it for kind of season openers mid seasons and season closes and um, the actors all joke about it afterwards because they said, yeah, it's really, really good, but you, you cannot miss a beat. It's like doing theatre because it's so complicated to get all these shots. You just want to get it done in one. Yeah, and Whoa. then they do, whenever the budget came along in kind of season, you know, kind of two and three, you know, it kind of went from man walks into ER with gun to lorry flips over on highway. And, you know, there's four cars and you know, kind of think Final Destination 2 kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, there was a bit of that going on. But uh, yeah, it was quite exciting when I did that. Yep. Now, they do say that Grey's did that too, but the ER does it better. I think I remember so. Grey's the shooter. Oh my gosh, that there's one. so many. I mean, there's times whenever oh it's like the, the airplane crash. There's just, they did, they they go way, way cray. Uh, three, Grey's is better at weird medical cases and procedures. Weird ones. Like people coming in impaled, like two people impaled on one pole is what I'm guessing they're talking about. Um, ER is better at believable medicine. Yes. We, if I um, had to guess, I would have flipped all of these. Oh, no, really? because on our podcast yeah. every week, we have a uh, shout out to Ed and Sharon. Uh, Ed does a, a kind of a technical jargon explanation and he explains, you know, what is the medicine of the week? And every single time, here's what this is when they say, I need, you know, two cc's of xyz right he'll go this is what it actually is and this is what it actually does and there was one we got there the other week where it's like yeah yeah grant but you would never prescribe that to somebody today it was like very <laughs> soon after the episode aired it was like oh no no don't no, no, do no, that no, no, don't give that to people uh, it's so not really a doctor is he doesn't ed work, ed work in a bank no ed, ed works in a bank but ed's very good friend who we cannot give his name out because he shouldn't be telling us these things, uh, is Fair a doctor enough. and is very much our guide in these things. That's oh, cool. that's awesome. Look at the inside, man. In um, my head, my brain is currently leaking out of my ears, working out how I'm going to explain that it's been 50 minutes and we haven't mentioned Elf yet. <laughs> uh, Grace is better at character-driven <laughs> drama. Oh, no. That's the final one. There's <gasps> no... It, I guess that I one probably, really got you, Sean. I, I guess did, that is surprising. Character-driven drama. I wonder Ooh. why. I guess because oh, it's that's... just in. I think it is just in general, way more dramatic all the time. And it's just it's a drama-driven show. Not like, and I'm not talking about the good kind of drama all the time either. Just it's like kind of melodrama. Yeah, it's over the top. Okay. So maybe that's. What there is a bit of that in ER now. In fairness, I mean, where you're kind of like, ah, lads, but. Then, yeah, a lot of it, you kind of, you could do it in kind of like a five minute scene and someone comes in and they're mm -hmm. puking their ring up into a toilet or something. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's because, well, actually, it's because that 14 year old girl is pregnant. Right. So oh. you've got to deal with that, you know, but then the scene ends and that's kind of it. Wow. You know I mean? So there is a lot of that in the early seasons. Yeah. Um, I think like what Grey's does is they try to work in like the personal character development into something that's happening on the table that like drives this character development so maybe that's part of what they mean but i i can't help but just keep continuing to go back to what you just said about how we probably should talk about elf so i'm just gonna close this window <laughs> and i'm putting my hands up so you guys can see i'm not doodling i'm not googling i'm just gonna be honing for elf i'm ready to go i love it how do you get any work done ever and how does anyone around you get any work done <laughs> there's a reason that i'm not allowed to see people 
I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just locked this in This is why you're in the room, the in the room. You're not even in the office. No, I'm in the side room. Yeah. Side room. Yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, I, I feel like we don't need to talk about Elf. <laughs> So thanks everyone for coming tonight. Thank you so much for joining us this Bye. week. Um, yeah, everyone have a lovely week and a lovely Christmas. No, we're talking about Elf because I have problems with it. So no. I no, I kind of liked it. So we'll do the summary. Elf is. Hang on, let's get to my summary machine. Um, Elf is. I wrote it down because I keep screwing up the summary of the. Screw it. Um, Elf is the story of a um, human that was adopted by elves, um, and then gets told that he's adopted by elves and then goes on a journey from the North Pole to New York, um, finds love and rescues Santa's sleigh. Oh, and finds his dad and creates a relationship. There we go. Did you even rewatch this? Okay, yes, I suppose that's kind of what happened. This was my first, today this was my first and only watch of Elf. That was it. I've never seen it before. This is the first time. Oh, that explains. Did you watch the sing-along or the movie? There's only like one song in it. (laughs) The sing-along would just be a ball just bouncing along with no words. Apart from just like one song that appears. Um, I don't know. I was just songs? looking. I was looking at something up, and it says "Elf Buddies Sing and Cheer Along." And I no, didn't... isn't. I think there's a musical version of Elf, isn't there? Well, there is music in this. I can't believe you don't like this film. How could no, you no, no, have no, problems no, no, no. with this film? You've only known it for six hours. No, I have. Th- I have lots and lots of problems, but I liked it. I. It's probably not going to become a Christmas staple for me, but I did enjoy it. But I've got some issues, but. Let's start with why you guys... I assume, Danae, do you like it? (laughs) So, I am fully prepared to not be uh, well-received after seeing this, but Will Ferrell is one of my least favorite actors, period. Thank you. He annoys me to no end, and I will not see his movies. So this is the only one that I've ever watched. I was like, yeah, I like that. So I had a lot of fun. But I think it's because um, watching Will, like when Will does like the sort of um, dirty humor stuff, he goes all in. He's like all in. He's that guy. And he kind of just super embraces the role. So for him to super embrace this childlike man, elf, in, in our world, I was having a good time with just his portrayal of sheer joy and that Mm. is infectious and that makes me laugh and makes me smile and i just remember having a really really good time with this movie when i first watched it um yeah it's the only will ferrell movie that i can think of wait did he do did he do the one where so was it stranger than fiction Yes, yes, Stranger Than Fiction. Okay, yeah. I like yeah. that one too. Where his life's being narrated. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. different, isn't it? He doesn't yeah. do any of the slapstick or anything. No, because he, he shows his range of, of acting. And I think that one, I really like that one. Kind of like I like um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. With, with Jim Carrey Jim being Carrey. way toned down. Yeah, yes. yeah. It just shows this part of them that I think sometimes gets lost. Now, like Adam Sandler doesn't have one of those for me. Like I haven't seen him in th- things that did, I really enjoy. Well, actually, did you see oh, I have Uncut Gems? Yeah, no, I, I did not. Yeah. Now, that that was a surprise. I went in, I had heard it was okay. So I went in with a, this is not going to be utter bollocks. And then, oh, by the way, swear as much as you like on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and uh, Bollocks for me is... Like a, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> but oh I, no, it's not cute. No, 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 not. no. Bollocks are testicles. 
Yes. I mean, yeah. well, some people do think testicles are cute, technically. But Actually, but, in fairness, I'll give you that one. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, on the, on the swear word one, like, if I say bollocks, it just, to me, it seems very cutesy. No, it definitely, it's like, bollocks <laughs> is, like, really, really bad. Like, it's oh, just no, it's nonsense. Not. No, 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 as in as you're describing it as, as really a descri- bad. As a descriptor, no, 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 as a bad, as a swear word, it's not. Um, <laughs> oh my but god! Then I wouldn't go to my mum and say that dinner was bollocks. It was pants. <laughs> well, that's because your mum would kill you. Yes, um, she would. and rightly so. You never ever tell your mother that the dinner is bollocks. Yeah, and, and I what? couldn't even phrase it. Choked in my mouth there, <laughs> mom. If you're listening to this, I've never ever felt that one of your dinners were that word. So anyway, are uncut you gems to my mom is or your mum because my mum's never cooked for you. Well, actually, I, I need to talk of, to you I mean... about that. I need to talk to you about. I have news about that. Where I went good. and did ancestry.com. Um, oh so, Jesus! Uncut gems is a good film. It's a surprisingly solid. Adam Sandler one because he's done and I think I've not seen it but Punch Drunk Love is supposed to be very good as well I haven't seen uh, that and either and a, a more serious no, one I just but, feel yeah. like Adam Sandler is always Adam Sandler yeah, and he's yeah. 99% of the time and I yes. felt that way about Will but then I yes. you know in The Stranger Things and then in Elf as well um, and also I just don't tend to like Christmas movies and so this one had the right amount of just absolute bonkers ridiculousness mixed with the you know the the person who's like trying to believe and they don't know it just it was cute it was cute i liked it i have exactly the same problem with will ferrell i i really like him in anchorman but i think because anchorman caught me when i was young and the world hadn't corrupted me so i mean it was probably that's probably not a good film to watch if you're not corrupted because that's going to do some no. things but <laughs> in in everything else it is just fart jokes and Will Ferrell being ridiculous. The, yeah. the roles where I think he's best are, like, saying Stranger, Stranger Than Fiction and Elf, where he has to put himself in a box that's less ridiculous and, it, yeah, you actually see him act a bit more. Um, but you can see he was bursting to swear in this film probably, like, a, a million times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just let some of me out, please. I don't make, know. It a, no, I think... make it R-rated. Oh, no, I disagree. <laughs> So, so this would have been his big one coming off SNL. So this would have been kind oh, really? of his right, big movie break, um, which I didn't realize now until I was checking. The, I, I'm looking at a tele. Every time I turn my head, I look at a television. So that's oh, okay. me doing my research. Oh, until I looked at that. <laughs> what, are you watching Elf now? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I, am. I was going to say, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I am. I'm watching the, the sing and cheer along in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Is it much um, different? It's a uh, it's a film as well. Oh no, I've not seen the signature. I've only seen the, the the one I presume we've all seen today. I think it's just exactly what you're saying. You just the ball comes up once every half hour. Or Is something. there like an audience that you can see singing along and being really enthusiastic? I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to watch the trailer. It. I, I, but it is something. I don't know what it is. Someone does. I hope and I hope somebody you on the out internet there. knows. Mm-hmm. But, but while we're checking that, yes, I mean, I, I hear you both when it comes to Will Ferrell. I think the films of his that I enjoy the most are, as you mentioned, Strange of the Fiction is fantastic. Um, but I like when he plays this kind of a character, kind of life is great. Daddy's Home, I really enjoy that film. It, it's similar in that he just has this pure look on life and, you know, he, he is the eternal good guy. It's when he does the kind of... I like Anchorman, but it's when he plays those kind of characters. I yeah. don't like it as much. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. And uh, but yeah. this one, like for me, there's just there's so even though I didn't like Will Ferrell up to this point, I would say 
he was impossible not to enjoy watching an elf from me. He's just pure joy. He really is in this film. He's so, so innocent. There's some moments that are just, they're shocking. You don't expect them. Because, you know, you're watching, it's like, what what am I, what are we in for here? Yeah, what's going to happen? After you experience it, you want to go back and experience it again. And I think it's one of the reasons why it tends to be that rewatch every Christmas, you know, movie. Um, there's the just new, so sorry. It's the New York montage that gets me when oh. it has the, the world's greatest coffee sign. Outside, and he just goes in and says, "Well done, well you've got the world's greatest coffee. That's amazing." Like, oh, nobody reads that sign like that, but more I people know. should. Or when he's, he's he's walking up to you know Gimbal's clearly Macy's, but you know walking up to Gimbal, it's like, "Oh, this is great," and the taxi just takes him out. Oh, of it's it. brilliant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's so I many, just love it. yeah, unexpected humor. It's got the right amount where there's, you know, some of it's just toe in the line, but it's something that I don't know, like kids can enjoy it to a certain degree, and obviously adults can enjoy it yeah. to a certain degree. The guy that's like hailing the taxi, and he just, <laughs> just wave back at him. It's like, so I was I was watching a little bit of like a behind the scenes thing um, the other day, just kind of thinking about Elf. I didn't realize how they shot the stuff in New York. Did you guys look into this stuff too? Can I talk about it now? Or am I? Am I no, do it, please. Do it. Yeah. So I learned something pretty cool. Like they went in, they went to New York. They only had a budget to be in New York for like a little bit of time, and you can't do everything in New York on a like you can't bring in all the extras to do the scenes because you wouldn't be able to fill the streets. So, for example, when he's walking through the streets and it's just him in his elf costume. That was just him walking in the streets. There's oh, no extras amazing. in that. It hasn't closed um, off anything. He's just walking. When he walked Brilliant. into the Lincoln Tunnel, he walked into the Lincoln Tunnel with a cameraman. <laughs> Everyone's like, what is this guy doing? Is that Will Ferrell in an elf costume? <laughs> yeah. And when he goes up and taps on the guy with the red tracksuit on. <gasps> no. That was a real guy with a red tracksuit on. So did um, they just, that was just opportunity then. It was like, that guy yeah. looks like Santa. The spinny, the spinny door. Just, just pissed yeah. somebody off. He just goes in. He was literally just going these places and doing these things. And then I guess the movie came in after him, probably got people to sign waivers and get permissions and things like that. Mm. But all of that stuff was just them impromptu in the moment as if he was in New York for real. And I thought that was so delightful because I think it speaks again to Will, who is a little bit Looney Tunes, that he's yeah. just willing to go out and do he these incredibly. Care. Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, do the fact that he's in a... to get the shot. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then they could move the rest of the film to what they need to do to put the film together, like, you know, the the winter frozen scenes and uh, like the post off, like the, when he's in the postal park. Yeah, you know, the mail up. room. The mail room. What's yeah, yeah. More yeah. impressive is that they they just managed to follow James Caan around as well. They didn't even have to to cast him. It was just fine. Just keep turning up wherever he is, and then if we get enough shots, we can work him into the film. That's really cool. Three cameramen got broken noses until they finally got some of those shots. I was gonna say I love the fact because. James Caan is not the name that jumps to mind when you no. think of, all right, who's going to be the dad in a lovely zany Christmas film? I know, Sonny Corleone. Yeah, it's not <laughs> going to be him, is it? I was thinking Robert De Niro would have been pretty cool as well. I think, did I see, did he turn down the role? I know he... Or maybe I'm thinking, no, I might be thinking of something. No, actually, do you know what I'm remembering Home Alone? Yes, That's what he it was. turned down the role yeah. of Harry for Home Alone, which is insane. I loved the casting too, like Zoe in this. Um, mm. It was the first time I've heard her sing, and I, I, I was like, oh, oh, I "What an angel!" Voice. What a voice. <laughs> um, so that was cute and fun. Um, there was a, there was just a lot of like, there's silly and good and goofy and weird, and there's a lot of stuff that can fall apart on it. I mean, everything oh, yes. Yes, has yes, its, its trouble. 
Um, but, oh, oh, I was going to tell you, I also really appreciated when I was doing the behind the scenes stuff that they did a lot of the first part in forced, uh, for forced perspective. They didn't do, yeah. um, they, they did camera tricks to get that to work rather than trying to use CG. Yeah, because that would stand out a mile, a mile away. It's the same as the, yeah. the way they do Hagrid in the Harry Potter films. That it's not CGI, it's forced perspective. It's so, 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 so clever. Which or like links Lord of the Rings. Me... Yeah, exactly, with the Hobbits. Um, that links me nicely onto my first big issue with the film. Why the hell have they not adapted anything in Elfworld for... It's cruel. This guy is 17 foot. <laughs> they haven't even made him a toilet that he can use. No, like, no, 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 no. The and, needs uh, of the many up, outweigh no. the needs of the few. <laughs> or the one. Can you, yes, exactly. These, I, I kind of get it if it's just gnomes or elves or whatever, but these elves are builders. They make things for a living. You couldn't have spared two elves for just a weekend to throw together something that isn't going to give him crippling of arthritis. Of course not. They're all too busy picking up the slack on his work orders. Then... So they don't have time to go and build him a special toilet or whatever. And anyway, anyway, don't you think that his adopted dad would have taught him how to use all these? Are you suggesting that his adopted dad was a bad parent? Yeah, I think he's taught him how to exist in this yeah, world. Yeah, he's an absolute sadist that just likes to watch the kids get tortured. Just like this. I listen to many world... things, Ian. I will not hear bad mouthing of Bob Newart. All right, the, I will not hear it. The, the world around you is just out to be difficult, and you've got to learn this lesson, buddy, because it ain't going to be easy. I do feel like the toilet thing is concerning. I mean, I guess he. His diet must be tiny, so maybe his poops yes. are tiny. Who knows? You would hope so, but it still comes out of the same place. <laughs> well, that's if his diet is pure sugar, you have um, to wonder... It's liquid, isn't it? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, what's happening? Well, then you just don't even need to sit down, really. No, no, no. We've praised Will Ferrell for being in a movie that doesn't rely on <laughs> fart jokes and just managed to work a fart joke in. <laughs> we did it! Yay, come on. All right, go team. Go team. But Yay. seriously, just, it, it wouldn't have been hard just to build a table that he can sit at like maybe he would have been a better toy builder if he hadn't had to modify himself to the tiny tiny world that he lives in you're not wrong you're absolutely just, the not movie wrong. falls apart it just took me right out of the movie i was like this i don't know but the entire beautiful spirit of communism in the movie would just get shot out the window <laughs> if they gave him special treatment you know then you know you know, a slightly taller elf who's maybe a centimetre taller. He's going to want his own size oh. chair. And there'll be anarchy. Can you anarchy. imagine anarchy. just a slightly taller elf that really hates Buddy? Because like, why does he get the special treatment? I'm like four foot. And I'm a foot taller than all of the other elves. <laughs> if you're all elves, I'm a gnome. I also never understood why he wasn't allowed to maybe go and stay in the house or whatever with Santa. You know, because Santa was... Santa's regular sized. They have the technology. They can yeah. rebuild the place. <laughs> uh, d- 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 excuse me now, ableism over there. Santa's not regular sized. Santa's over large. Sorry. Remember, you're in the kingdom of the elves here. That's He's true. overly That's so they true. don't. They don't want to say, "Oh, let's put all the freaks in one house." You know, you're right. I definitely should not have said said regular size. Oh bollocks! I said regular size. Did I do that, <laughs> that right? That was that was a really pants thing for you to say. Yay! I, I pantsed you. Yay! No 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 no. This has been a voyage of discovery. I've, I've, really I've enjoyed has. this. This is yeah. breaking down boundaries wherever we go with a sledgehammer. Okay, can we talk about some of our favorite scenes? Because there's a couple scenes in this movie it won't that take I me long. like. You need you need to see them just like yes. for this particular scene. Uh, Danae, you, you, you lead us there. Is that no. okay? And I'll, and I'll Go wait with this Grinch over here. Okay, <laughs> what, what are some of your... Tell me why you love it and I will crush it. 
I I really love the whole the whole scene where Santa shows up at the mall, where his joy being like Santa's coming, like this screaming freak out within of his excitement that his buddy that he knows is coming. Yeah. And then to end it with you sit on a throne of lies. It's so good. It's that's one of the best I parts love of the whole that movie. Scene so much because it is <laughs> so just good. unbridled knee wobbling joy. <laughs> And then he's like, double take. That's, yep. that's not sound. You smell like throwing off lies. <laughs> Don't listen you, to him. He's a liar. You smell like beef and cheese. But then Santa just turns around and says, do you want to die? So it it <laughs> escalates so, so quickly. Like there is a kid on your lap. You can't, you can't say that. Oh my God. Kid, you're about to learn something about life. Yep, it, and about how to get ahead. He picks up a metal pole. Like this Santa is, I'm glad he's been exposed. He's a criminal. Yeah. In this particular case, super okay. <laughs> it's just genuinely hilarious. I I loved that. It's... it's so good. I love it. I have a very specific question about Macy's or Ghibli's, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Gimbals. Gimbals. Zoe Deschanel takes a shower. Mm-hmm. And that's cool because my first... So I think I have passive sin brain. I've seen so many cinema sins videos that it does break you and you can't just sit down and enjoy a film. It drives my partner mental. It's like, just stop pulling apart Peter Rabbit, whatever the film is, like Paddington. Just stop and just watch the film. But I was like, why is she taking a shower at work? And it's cool. They, <laughs> they, explain, they explain that because the, the people have turned the water off. So that's fine. The question hmm. I've got is, why is there a shower at work in the first place? Is that normal? Oh, no, that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. Like no, the, the last I place that I was in. Where there's, and why? But why have that facility? I suppose don't really have an answer. Some some obviously do, some don't. A lot of office blocks would. No, that um, makes less sense. What, cause I, what are you doing in an office that makes you so sweaty? Never mind. Forget I asked. I feel like the more cynical thing is, okay, so let's say that there are some workplaces, like a huge mall that would have showers. Mm. Let's just say that that's, that's true. No, no, but why? Would, it, would they be that nice? <laughs> because that was a really nice shower. I feel like an old that department was. store well, yeah. would have the kind of shower that you would see maybe in the janitor's closet to really also help one. with washing bl- like brooms or, or yeah. mops or something. Yes. Well, that's it. Cause I, I had right in my last place, uh, which I won't name, uh, that they did have a shower and it was, and it worked, which was nice. Um, there was nothing like a curtain. Um, <laughs> it was just and, exposed. Yeah. And it was like, you would, you would decide, you know, hello, Mr. Spiders. Wh- who's jumping in with me this morning? You know, because yeah. it seemed like, you know, the, the cleaning person kind of stop outside the room. Ooh. So Sean didn't, Sean, the place that Sean is trying not to mention is the zoo. And Sean, that wasn't a shower for humans. That was a shower for the animals. <laughs> Listen, you can do segregate. You racist. All right. You can do your xenophobic uh, separation. Whereas I'm just like, lads, come on. Let's all have a bit of fun together. Yes, Mr. Elephant, I'll do behind your ears. There is something about uncomfortable humor that I, I, I tend to, like, like I said earlier, I try to avoid those uncomfortable things, but there are a couple of uncomfortable humor moments. That's one of them for me, the shower scene, because it's just, <laughs> it starts off like, oh, okay, so we're cutting to her singing in the shower, but then it's like, oh, what is he doing? Oh, no, no, no. No, like, no, no. But he it, gets away with it because he's so innocent. He, there is that, not I'm so a, glad you said there's that. There's not a sexual thought there no. at all. No. It's, just, it's, oh, it's she's killed singing. his... 
super upbeat. It kills any risque yeah, elements of the it scene. It does. And then all of a sudden, it's back again. It's a, <laughs> yes, it's a really, it is. It's a beautiful um, comedic moment where it starts off really uncomfortable and then it's sort of like, oh, look at him just sitting cross-legged there singing, <laughs> you know, and then the water turns off and it's like, <laughs> oh, we're continues. back to reality, <laughs> you know, <laughs> done really well. Um, another scene, though, that I find to be really uncomfortable that is definitely leaning into the humor is the scene with, oh, crap, I forget this. I forget his name, but he's the um, the angry elf. Oh, the, um, the executive at the the office that he oh calls God, an yeah, elf. What's his name? Oh, he's like, um, hey. well, Peter Dinklage is the Peter actor. Dinklage, yeah, yes. by, um, um, Lee, I can't Lee, remember the name, the character's Liam name. Something. No. But he's he's essentially like he comes. He's like, oh hey, how? So Santa lets you leave. Like, how did you get to? You know, Ooh, it's so cringy. It was so uncomfortable yeah. to watch. Design Call me that way. one more time. But and again, there's no there's no maliciousness in it. He thinks no. that he's face to face with an elf. Yeah, and, he does. You're an angry. It's still awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. the shower scene is problematic as well because of the song choice, which is I hope I'm sure it was deliberate. Maybe it's cold outside, and it's it's a it's a. It should just risk. not be saying anymore. Yeah, it just it shouldn't be on in shops. It shouldn't be out, but it's definitely the right song for this scene. If that makes yeah. sense, because to hear Innocent Buddy singing this hideous, horrible song. It, with such innocence, like, da, 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 da. no, you don't realize what you're saying, do you, buddy? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that uh, just needs to stop. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I had something out, another another thing that bugged me about that, but I'm going to stop pooing on things. No, you've nothing. You've nothing. More. nothing. You love the rest of the film. It's fine. Um, Sean, what do you love about the film? What's your favorite? Yeah. Your favorite part? I genuinely right. So I I. I I think I might have watched it when it came out. So it would have been... No, I, I tell you when I watched it. I watched it 2006 because I remember who I watched it with. So that would have been to the dates it immediately. Uh, so I have, in a way, I have a lot of nostalgia for this film as well as I really enjoy it. And I will be the first to say that nostalgia helps. Yeah. Um, That's important with Christmas movies uh, in general. There's, yeah. there's a reason I can watch Home Alone a million times is because I was watching it when I was two. Exactly. I was going to say, because that's a great example of if I saw that for the first time today... I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as I do because yeah. I think with nostalgia you start to anticipate the scenes as well and that adds to yes, it. But no, what I love so much is because this movie is oppressively optimistic. <laughs> that's a really good way of putting it. Uh, it's it, it grabs you by the shoulders, much like Buddy uh, and Walter Hobbs. It grabs you by the shoulders and it says, all right, shake off the cynicism because we're not doing that for the next hour and a half. We're just going to... The, he really is just an elf who wants to yeah. meet his dad and have some fun. And yes, Santa's real. And they do a send-up of that as well. As, as you said today, we have Santa in the store and everything. And it's like, well, no, that's Santa. not the real Santa. Um, and it's... I, I'm just for that. I, and they played up a little bit with that reporter at the end as well. And, you know, everything is set up that she's clearly, you know, I'm going to be a serious reporter. And they're completely taking the mickey out of her. And then... She's just made the scoop of the entire millennium. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, oh my God. And then, oh, we'll real. never know. Which immediately, also immediately dates the film because 2003, you know, otherwise it would all be on iPads yeah. and, you know, cameras. Yeah, you'd have taken like, pictures of all of it. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, and they do kind of just nice plays on what you expect from Christmas. Like the, tr- the I cry laughing when they put the massive tree 
in the apartment. How are we going to put the, the star on? And he kind of trampoline <laughs> bounces into it and flies back onto the floor. Because, sure, of course, that's how he would do it. He'd just jump up to the top. I would love to um, think that they had something else in mind and Will Ferrell would just say, nope, nope. <laughs> incoming. <laughs> I, I have to wonder, did that man get diabetes making this film? Oh, the sp- Because he oh, is man. eating the, candy the, spaghetti the spaghetti and the candy and everything. Oh, the maple and it, does, it kind of turns my I was having yeah. a... Spaghetti bolognese as I was eating that. I just found yourself uh, reaching for the maple syrup. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, marshmallows. Yeah. yeah. Marshmallows and Pop-Tarts. Oh, it's gross. It's gross. There are certain movies that are just incredibly infectious, like a big, you know, like a, a little person becoming a big person. Massive you know. big vibes from this film. Uh, yeah. And there's just like, um, or or uh, shows where an alien will come to Earth and try to like figure out how to be human and fit in. And there, there are... It's that I fish out of water stories. story that's just really endearing, mm. isn't it? It it really is because it's like a, just a different perspective on our mundane life, and I think we all kind of need somebody in our life to look at things a little differently, to remind us that youth and perspective is kind of here. It's in our minds and it's in our like our souls more than it is anything else. And sometimes it can just be. I'm just going to take two rounds on the little loop-de-loop of the That's door it. instead of one. I'm going to run through the know? revolving door just because I can. I'm just going to take yeah. an extra one round. Scared of the magic stairs. <laughs> oh, the escalator yeah. scene. That's so good. Brilliant. Um, and it is. It takes the normal and it kind of it puts a hat on it. And it goes, yeah. you know, we'll have a bit of fun with this. How would you react if you had never seen this before? So this is why I love... I don't think he's made it to America, but Mr. Bean... Oh, so, I love Mr. Bean. Oh, and this is why I love Mr. Bean, because it is, if you wrote every script for that show, oh, just without Mr. Bean in it, so it would be, great. this is so boring. But you put Mr. Bean in these boring situations, and it's like, well, yeah, of course that's how he would act. He doesn't know the normal things that we know. Yes, I, lo- I love Mr. Bean. That's a great example, too. Of, it's just fun to watch somebody pick Figure up Figure things out. Yeah, I think there was... um. This show called Thir- Third Rock from the Sun. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. John Lithgow. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember watching um, an episode where they all got like maybe the the flu for the first time, and they 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 take out this box of tissues and they just pull one out and another one pops up magically and it's just them like in trance <laughs> just pulling out tissue after tissue after tissue and there's all these tissues flying, and I don't I don't know why that's always stuck with me but it's looking at something that we would just not even think twice about yeah, and having a really good time with yeah yeah and elf does that in a really i don't know it's a really fun way i'm glad we talk we're talking about elf it made me go back and watch um some of my highlights and my favorite parts again i usually just leave a movie in the past i usually watch it once yeah. and then i'm i'm good i don't need to watch it again but in like talking about it with you guys i was reminded of a lot of like you said nostalgia it's a really powerful thing it is absolutely and there are some like genuinely hilarious moments in this the first one that got me was when he's relegated from making the etch sketches because he can't i thought 85 was really impressive but apparently not um and he's relegated to the -the jack-in-the-box testing and there's this massive pile next to him so he's been doing this but every damn time it's a surprise (laughs) the one that doesn't go off and that's what pushes him over the edge the smile on his face is like, oh, I've got away with it. I don't know. I love as well. It's 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 kind of grim, but again, you know. And Buddy was sent to where the special elves go. Oh, I, like, I did oh, cringe wow. through that a oh, bit. Oh dear. I was like, oh, specials got that's not 
what you I mean was that even okay to say in 2003 because it was never okay to say well yeah. I don't think it was ever okay to say but I think it was not something that enough people were willing to be like that should probably not be said yeah it's yeah it, we little voiceover on that now yeah, yeah. this is where the human elves were sent the power of the internet didn't really make its way into everyday conversation with movie making i think in the early 2000s like no definitely not now it would be like no 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 if you have this in the film it will be on twitter and you, you know what i mean you'll have you will have to answer for this decision exactly. tomorrow yes. and that i think is a motivator for making changes in scripts and such now yeah absolutely i think actually just on that really quickly so let's just address uh council culture at no but just really really quickly on that it, it is yeah it, it is really interesting that now today you're absolutely right if you write for every word that you write you you might have to account for it i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing not that i think you have to watch what you say but i think hopefully it will cut out some fluff because there is a lot of fluff in films. And when I say that, I mean, like, stuff that's clearly time fillers and stuff that, like, you could have taken another pass on that script. And if anything, I think knowing that every single word, every single letter will be analysed by people who may or may not look like us um, on Zoom calls of a Thursday evening, um, <laughs> I think it's good. I think it would make you more aware while you're writing. Obviously, the flip side then is it might stop you from writing something because you might be afraid of how somebody will react. So there is a bit of a fine line there, isn't there? Sean's stuck in a feedback loop. <laughs> I mean, it's Durr. something that like you write for the pair of you write for a living, so it's it must play on both of your minds a lot, I'd imagine. It does. I I want to be purposeful in what I say. I think when you're talking about creating a movie, for example, though. And asking for rewrites for more um, inclusion or for more sensitivity or perspective, you know, um, I think what you're asking people to do is to think outside of themselves and think outside of uh, think deeper and longer. And with time crunches and things like that, I, I feel like this is a way that movies will be continuing to shift and change, um, which is great. And I, I like I like what you said. I think it's I think it's an important conversation that somebody needs to be aware of that. Um, trying to think of a like kind of like a quick example in my mind, but it probably won't come to me quick enough for this not to get that Google long, awkward pause moment. Google, Google it. it. <laughs> just Google I'll it. just start, start well, tapping the keyboard to like do this. As as you really, it's something like the continuity officer on a show, right? Uh, but oh man, I would love that job. Oh, they would hate me so hard, much. But, yeah, because it's, you know, because how often have probably all three of us watched, you know, an episode in a series and you've gone, yeah, but didn't you say, you know, X amount of episodes ago that this couldn't happen because of reasons? Yeah. Now, it could be anything. It could be I'm soap opera, it could be a sci-fi. Looking at you, anything. Star Trek. I think there's, um, there's a, a real value in bringing in different minds yes. to approach a script from different perspectives and give them the authority to take the time that they need to get something right. Because oftentimes we're going to just go to the baseline of, oh, we can do this because it's been done so many times. Obviously, we can, quote unquote, get away with it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's just not the case anymore for how people speak to each other. But also, also um, at least having a representation somewhere of a different perspective and not just being fully from white male perspective or whatever the case you know, whatever the movie, whatever the situation, whatever the content that we're kind of 
giving ourselves. There's just so many people that are so readily available that you could send a script to someone in 12 seconds now and have a, a brilliant mind from around the world take a look at your script and say, are we thinking about this the right way? And and that can be something that you build into your timetable instead of it being the last thing you think about. Uh, it needs to be one of the very first things that you think about is how your characters are speaking and how, you know, your people are being shot on, on camera. Um, you know, learning about the male gaze versus the female gaze was a really interesting thing that I just started to pay attention to more and realize how different it is, for example. So there's lots of ways for improvement. And I think that we should talk about it. An awesome example of that, in particular, is the Wonder Woman films. You can tell right. which one was directed by Patty Jenkins and which one wasn't. And it is it is so obvious, that, that male gaze, female gaze thing. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's taking that self-awareness as if you're creating content, that you're, the, what's in your world and what's in your bubble isn't the world at large. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. why wouldn't you include more viewpoints? And that often it creates better content, doesn't it? Because it's a point of view that you couldn't possibly have thought of because it's not in your world. Pushes you to expand. Yeah. And you need to be willing, I think, as a as a the, the decision makers to let some stuff go. Like, for example, should they have had the angry elf scene? Was that, you know, because was that too insensitive, for example? Yeah. Um, or could they have done it differently? Could there have been a moment where... Um, instead of just having it be a joke and we're all laughing at this moment um, uh, and this insensitivity, this unintentional, joyful, childlike insensitivity, could there have been something that took it beyond so there was a heart? Could he have apologized for it? Could he have tracked him down and then apologized for yeah, doing something like that? that. And right. also just because Peter Dinklage signed off on it and said, yep, yeah, this is fine, that doesn't mean it was fine and that doesn't, doesn't mean that mean he okay. speaks for everybody yeah yep. you're paying him to do this so he'll jump on the table and beat the crap out of whoever you ask him to um so yeah it's, it's yeah difficult. peter dinklage man yeah exactly what a dude. the entire run of game of thrones Tyrion <laughs> lannister was his way of going you know what john favreau yeah you could show <laughs> that role right up um i i i think that we've come a long way since because that is that i even watching that even with my perma smile that i have on me watching this film yeah. it does take a dip there mm -hmm. because uh, i think we've been exposed to particularly peter dinklage i guess i'm so used to peter dinklage being a bloody fantastic actor all right he is shorter than me that's yeah. it that's the difference do you know what i mean whereas here it is well, cast the elf. Exactly. Cast, yeah. cast a really, really, really and, tiny person. And that was the gag. That was always the gag. It was never... Yeah. It's important to, to check the prejudices that you don't even realise you have. Like, that's that's really, really important. Having that self-awareness that I, you could be you could be prejudiced about something you don't even realise you're prejudiced about. It's just built in. So if, if the question is, like, was this something that was happening in the early 2000s? The answer might be yes, and it was going kind of more unchecked. Now we can't, you know, do that. It's the same with comedy, too. There's certain things that you can do with comedy that's just like, well, this works. It's what we've been doing. And it, it gets a, it gets an easy laugh and, and easy laughs, like fart jokes or whatever. You know, um, there's a, there's certain like universal moments that are are going to 
most of the time work enough that a large enough of the audience is going to like it and recommend it for their friends to watch. And that's how you make money. And I super, super get that. And I, I don't like the dips like you're talking about, Sean. Like it goes, I don't, I don't like those dips. Um, it felt very Will Ferrell in a way, uh, very like Saturday Night Live kind of in a way. We're yeah. like, okay, we're going there. Um, Pure but, but there's enough about Elf that brings it into something new and unique and fun. I mean, maybe new is there is a newness to it. It's a new story. It's it, a, it definitely it felt like they set out to. We have a million Christmas films here. How do yeah. we do it differently? And that right. even today it feels different to any other Christmas film I've watched. Yep, I agree with that. So it's kind of like a, one of those where you're like, all right, so there's a couple things that uh, I'm not going to enjoy, but I'll still watch it. And when it comes to those, I might just fast forward or something. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> well, uh, some, some would put, yeah, I think, and you don't lose anything from the film. That's, that's, I suppose, one of the good things about Elf is that it doesn't, it doesn't hang on the shower scene. It doesn't hang on the scene with Peter Dinklage. You could, I'm not saying that we should now go back and look at every film and start taking out the films that we are, taking out the scenes that we don't like, but it doesn't put too much import. You can tell it was just a, this will get a laugh. Yeah, and yeah. I think the, the bulk of the shower scene laugh is him <laughs> running into the flipping lockers. <laughs> Eyes closed, run. I, I do giggle. I do, I do giggle. It's such a, I do enjoy the slapstick yeah, of that Yeah, it's such bit. a dumb joke, yeah. but it absolutely got me. I like that me. part. That, one, yeah. that oh. one, I'm like, I'm cool with that one. That was, that was good. <laughs> it's brilliant. Right, yeah. can I tell you something that took me out of the movie? Yeah. His, yeah, of course. His journey, you're going to hate me for this, his journey from North Pole to New York, they gloss over that way too quick. That doesn't make a damn bit of sense. How? Oh, hang on, just to ask... So Santa flying the reindeer, no problem. That's Talking fine. snowmen, no problem. But the fact that it yep. took him only a day and a half. Yep. But you see, he went through the seventh level of the candy cane forest. It's like a wormhole. It is a wormhole. It's an Einstein Rosenbridge between the North Pole yes. and New York. It destroyed Lower Manhattan. <laughs> Worth it. It's and a portal. Yeah. The thing is, they they established the rules of the sleigh so i'm absolutely fine with that it is either powered by belief or it's powered by the ridiculous rocket so that's cool that checks out that works they stick with that but just how did he he just literally steps onto an iceberg and then floats like it's far it's really really far have you stepped onto an iceberg and floated (laughs) do you know how fast that they move prove to me no prove to me that he couldn't do it in a day and a night I'm just saying, it's... Never mind. And he's obviously clearly... Even though he's human, he's a little bit magic. Remember the snowball fight? Agreed. I have the same problem with that that I do with the Marvel Universe. So, what are his powers? What can he do and where did he get... He's human. So, do the elves have this super fast snowball power? What I took from that, like, genuinely, like, I would look at that and go... A little bit of Christmas magic. That's how I. Is gravity okay different with in that. the North Pole? So no, I just mean that because he's surrounded by magic the whole time. I mean, it's not in the text. It is something I apply to it myself. Yeah. But I kind of like that. But it does have limits. And obviously, he can. You know, I'm assuming that up north, it being cold, you have to be kind of tougher. So which uh, is why he can take a blast of a taxi and he's okay. Yeah. I mean, he's got a higher metabolism, so therefore when he comes yes, to a yep, warmer yep. place, that means he can do things faster. It's his diet. Maybe it's, it's all of the diet. sugar. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it, it could well mm-hmm. be that, in fairness. And he needs to do things like that or he'll go into like a diabetic coma. 
So, you know, we yeah, need to yeah. have these things. <laughs> to keep going. To keep the blood going. Yeah. There's definitely an element um, of where, because it's in our real world, we want to go, okay, well, then how does the magic work in our real world? And so you're like, okay, well, who? So if he's a human, then he's like me. So how does any of this work? And then you yeah. remember that you're watching Elf. <laughs> yeah, and then just like you know what, this really doesn't matter. Just I guess it, it doesn't matter. How did anybody in Home Alone survive? Like it, it doesn't matter. They just did. They didn't. It's all playing back in Kevin's head. <laughs> does the ending work for you guys? The whole like singing in the end. Does that work for you guys? You have to end the movie somehow, and it's a Christmas movie, so you, you can't end it with they all died. It it has to be, it has to be a, a Christmas miracle. So I'm fine with it, but it skip. I'll, I'll probably Isn't just it stop earlier. Almost exactly the same ending as the Santa Claus. You know, is it a kind of isn't it something it to do with, and they so have to long. get the I can't remember, or maybe I'm thinking Miracle on Thirty Fourth, but but it's kind of a uh, not so much a trope, but. This, you know, the sleigh has to take off, yeah. and only by the power of belief will we get this thing to go. And I'm cool with that. It had a I'm... massive, um, oh no, what's the name of the shotgun? Um, Chekhov's gun, um, at the beginning when you've oh, got yeah. the it's the clausometer, it's oh, run yeah. on belief, and then you've got Zoe de Chanel, oh, sings, then you kind of see the ending coming, but I don't think it matters in, in a film like that's not what they're going for. They're not going for a big whammy shock at the end. It's it's one of those films where it's nice that it all ties together, but it is very, very sugary sweet. It is sugary sweet. I think it was interesting. I learned that um, New Line Cinema, I think they tried to change the ending to make it more of a comedy ending. Oh, okay. I didn't know this. But then people, uh, basically everyone that was on the movie fought for it. Like, no, no, no. We want to have a heartfelt, like we want to have a heartfelt song where everyone is singing, you know, together in Central Park, helping Santa to fly. Like, this is what we want. And so they kind of fought for it. And I, I wonder I wonder if this is a reason I also like it. I don't mind that we're singing at the end. And I love I love choral singing. I, yeah, I'm a singer. When I was in high school and we did we had our choir and I was like in that little tight, small group of concert choir, we would go to competitions and stuff. There is like nothing on this planet like singing in harmony with a group of people. The tingles, yeah. When, yeah, when you lock a note and it's all just like this this thing outside of you that exists with music. Music is so powerful. And so for me, I don't mind it going to a cheesy music moment. <laughs> I am so glad it didn't turn into some like dumpster fire comedy oh, ending because it would have yeah, changed the like entire they end film up for me. Walking back to the north north pole or they have to they have to hand deliver yeah all of the presents right or like where he gets an apartment and i don't know i like i like that we don't see where they're living as in you you see them um they spend christmas with walter and the hobbs and then you see they're obviously in in the elf game oh that is so cute and i like that i like that we don't see their house and i love love that zoe deschanel just buys into it entirely it's just like yep this is this is my life now this is it (laughs) (laughs) totally normal it's adorable would you guys watch uh, like Elf two? I know it's not ever probably gonna happen. Uh, there was rumors about. I there was ru- yeah. There I was mean, rumors about why it wasn't gonna happen. Had having something to do with, J- is it Kane? James Kane? James. I thought it was James Khan. Yeah. Khan. Khan. Yeah. I think. Khan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, people I'm, are apparently pretty afraid of him on set. Yeah, he's legitimately well, he's a serious terrifying. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is. I'm amazed that he took this role. I imagine that they 
they pitched a different movie to him and then he turned up and they just had to keep redirecting him. I was like, this direction doesn't make any sense with this mobster movie, but... I thought he was. He thought it was going to be like a new Die Hard film. Yeah, he, he always had like a gun to hand, just ready to like cap Buddy at some point. But also, like, right, just let me know. But also, like Will's, he has said he won't do it, and I think I, I think that's that, right, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I think it. They captured lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Respect I mean, it, was, it when it happens. Let it go. Exactly. Just you did one and done. It was good. Don't try well, and actually, replicate it. Do you know what's a good example of that, particularly with Will Ferrell, is Anchorman Two. Didn't need to be done. wasn't wasn't great. Couple of gags, but it was everything you'd seen already. You know what I mean? It wasn't a it wasn't a bad film. It was just pointless. Yeah, it's when you get to the point of if you want to watch a good Anchorman film, just watch Anchorman one again. Like you don't yeah. don't need to watch Anchorman two. It doesn't add anything. But mm. it's if they made the film, I'd watch it. Give it a chance. It might be good. It might be cool. But I don't see the need for it. And I think far I too much time has passed. Yeah, I I think and I think the world has changed a bit, and I don't mean this in a cynical way, but that magic of Christmas in a film today, I don't know if people would respond to it as much. Now I know we have Christmas Chronicles has just come out. I think Jingle Jangle is the other one that's just come out on Netflix. I believe it's getting Noel reviews. Noel is another one. With uh, no, that's Anna Kendrick, isn't it? Noel. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, I think that's a couple of anyway. Yes, sorry, yeah. Um, but like, well, it might be that we need it more <laughs> with everything that's happened. I don't but, know. Uh, again, how do you write that script now? What would, because... what would the story be? Would it let's be do it. Let's kid? brainstorm right now. All right, let's oh, do this okay. right now. Okay, yeah. Turn off child. recording. This is private. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Huh? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would have to be... I think there would be have to be something about bringing back the right. community spirit of Christmas. Got it. Santa... What if it was... Oh, go ahead. Well, Santa is unwell. And Buddy has to step up. And I'm not going to kill Santa. Well, I will, but... Buddy has to step up and be Santa, but he doesn't have enough belief in himself. And feel free to carry on. Buddy, believe it. Okay. Well, you might have to kill Santa because I believe Ed Asner is pushing 140 at this point. Okay. So he would have. Yeah. So Santa eventually goes, and Buddy has to take over because he's the only one that's tall enough to ride the sleigh. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we go. We go in the future where, since Will's out, where we don't even see Will. It's just oh, he's not like, even in the film. No. Well, their their kid is going to be the next obvious. Okay, cool. So their daughter, uh, Susie. So, so Susie is sent to live with family in New York. Okay. okay. But then she realizes where she's from. She goes through the magical portal, finds her way back, and it's liberates elf. liberates the slave elf. <gasps> oh, and brings the uh, the grim reality. That is the consumerism uh, lower. of Christmas. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, all of these things will be forgotten by New Year's. Your toil for the last That's year right. means nothing. She she uh, turns them into a shipping. It, it's all shipping, very Amazon esque, right? She's like this <laughs> entrepreneur. Like you know who's going to play Santa? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So JB, there's a you had a problem with me killing Santa, but you have no problem with killing Christmas entirely. That's right. That's okay, right. cool. Good. As long as we're on the same page. <laughs> Consumerism Christmas can die. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So what you're saying is that my two best writers, your suggestion is that we hire another writer. Cool, cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. That joke was so good. And that is Kyle. Is it Kyle Gas? I didn't even, I didn't look up. Is Kyle from Tenacious D? Tenacious D. It is. Oh, it might Isn't be. It Actually, I was thinking what's, what's sure he is. from. Yeah, well, that's oh. telekinesis, Kyle. 
Is Kyle... Oh, actually, well, there's your answer. From... In the next one, you've got to get Jack Black in there somewhere. Easily. Is... Oh, my oh, God. Right, the second search is Kyle from Tenacious D and Elf, which answers the question. If enough people have asked it, it must be true. No. What? It I is. love this. Yeah. I love this. I can't believe he doesn't sing, though. Well, I have to tell you guys something and confess something to you. I don't I don't know anything that James Caan has been in other than Elf. So the, the Godfather and Misery will be the two probably biggest. So the yeah. big one that I know is the Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger film, um, Eraser. He's the bad guy in Eraser. Um, so is he usually always the bad guy? That's what yes. I'm picking up from you guys. 100%. Okay. He's the... He's the victim kind of in Misery. Misery's fantastic. So is Misery um, the one where he's a writer that gets kidnapped yes. by his biggest fan and then she forces that's him to exactly. write a story? That's, yep. And that's, that's all you need to know going his, into like, it. And does that, that, that scene is probably oh. one of the most infamous scenes. I've seen that, but just that, that's the only thing I've seen of the entire movie is just that one scene. It's grim. I, it is absolutely it was very uncomfortable. I, oh, very uncomfortable. It's <laughs> Don't recommend She won it. the Oscar for it, and she totally deserved every second of it. She, uh, Kathy Bates is phenomenal in that. It's effectively a two-hander. There's a couple of other superfluous characters, but it's effectively just two the people. two of them Brilliant. for about an hour and a half, and they're both brilliant. He is quite similar, really. He's you know, if you, imagine you took Walter Hobbs, right? And you, obviously, strip away his freedom. Like, imagine how he would react. And you kind of get the idea of like... Is this ah, how Buddy was so born? Are they Buddy's parents? This is a backdoor <laughs> oh. prequel. Ooh, backdoor. Yeah. Although Buddy would only be... Oh my good lord. Prequel. Buddy would only be 13 <laughs> in this film now. That's it, because it was 1990. My God. <laughs> talking about... Normally I'm the one that makes the dirty jokes here with your backdoors. I don't and think it was yeah. meant to be a dirty joke. <laughs> I've just ruined it, haven't I? Oh no. Oh dear. Oh, dear. All right, well, I'm still the one that makes the dirty oh, jokes. Still then. you. All right. Um, right, John Favreau. This is the mm-hmm. last scene that I have a big problem with. Okay. Right, why is John Favreau the doctor on first name terms with the dad? That's not that. It's just in movies. Like, that's not. No, that no, no, but they're like proper buddies. Like, what, do they play golf together? Like, why is he such a frequent visitor to this doctor? I don't know if I want my doctor to be my friend. You know no, what I mean? No, me neither. Because you could, wouldn't be able to tell me what I need. It's like, are the test results back? Yep. Never mind. Like- like, it's all oh, good. You, you've seen inside of me. How are you? Yeah. you know? It's just that, uncomfortable. Well, I mean, that horrible I mean, growth that I, I have. I don't know if this is going to make it into the episode, but I mean, I'm friends with some people that have seen inside oh, of me. Sure. So. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. can keep it. You can, I guess you can yeah. keep it professional. That's super interesting. I just, yeah. I feel like also if I invite them over for like coffee or something, we're hanging out, like we would be tempted to talk about test results or, yeah. you know, like, hey, mm. while you're here, my mole has grown slightly since last we chatted. Spits out coffee. Just this is why we can't be friends. I knew you didn't invite me for dinner. For <laughs> also, Danae, I'm not your doctor. <laughs> my yeah. my mother um, was a nurse. She was a. I went to school. She graduated, and then she went into the neonatal intensive care unit. So she worked with the premature babies and stuff. That's really heavy. It was really heavy, and she did that for quite a number of years. She doesn't do it any longer, but for a good portion of time. So she was like the resident family go-to for any medical question, even though she was unqualified because she was in a specific area of practice. And she tells me stories of like my great aunt, God rest in peace, great aunt Grace, 
um she would like just like drop her pants and just show her ass and be like hey could you just check this out oh, my mom was like i i don't you need to go to some an actual like, doctor please or, get help or she had uh she had i think she had breast cancer uh, at one point in time uh it was kind of hidden from the family because you know she was of the mind you don't talk about those things publicly yeah. so i'm still not kind of sure about that stuff but I do know the story of where she just invited my mom over to the office, closed the office door, just turned and like unbuttoned her shirt in front of my mom and be like, can you just tell me if this is weird? You know, and mom's like, yes, this yes, is weird. All of this right here is weird. <laughs> oh, God. That so, is family members. What are you going to do with them? Oh, I just, Family's members, you don't want to know anything about them. You know, I would ask your friend, Sean, I'd be like, hey, how often does this happen to you where you're called by people that you know just to be like, hey, can I just ask you, <laughs> just can I just ask you look at it, ask me a question? You don't have to touch it, it's fine. Just, <laughs> do, does everybody have one of these or is it just me? <laughs> no, it is just you. Go to the hospital, you freak. See somebody. You're not supposed to have three of those. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> wait, you don't? Three bollocks. Yay! Exactly! That is brilliant. That is only <laughs> problem number one with John Favreau's doctor. So. Oh, yeah, there was a point to there this. Was a, Sorry. There was, yeah. Don't pretend like there was a point to this. The, um, the, he takes a DNA test. Now, thank God he has a DNA lab in the mm-hmm. adjoining room. How quick does that test come back? Too fast, fast for 2002. Science. It's not right. That's uh. too fast for now. It's not just plug it into Google. Did he just go into Ancestry yeah. or whatever it is dot com? Well, you see, now exactly they just go into you know. Okay, what what's your surname? Grand? Well, we cup we got that off that coffee cup you thought you wiped down. Yeah, okay, that's there it. you go. I mean, yep, absolutely, he's your son. It's, yeah. And also because we have CCTV of you making him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's called misery. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, you just lick your mouse and then just magically sends it through the internet. Yeah, that's how that's you find thing. out. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's like you. It just sends a reply back. You don't want to know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think in any TV show or movie where they magically make the science work to their timetable is is frustrating. But I, they could have done something where it's like advanced time and you could just see what Buddy's been doing while waiting or yeah, like what's been going on while waiting. Something. Or yeah. maybe the results come at the very end of the movie and dad just tears up the results. He's like, I don't care if you're biologically care. my dad. Yeah, I like my son, that. You're my son. That's, That's even lovely. more magical. And then the sleigh, um, the claws of meat, it just fucking explodes. It just boom, too much, too much I mean, joy. It pans down, the, it pans down to the, the torn up thing that's now open and you can kind of read that he's actually Negative. reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he's not even human. Santa. Yes. He's, he's a like cross a, between Santa and a reindeer. He's a warger. He can just like. Turn. <laughs> That's awesome. He's actually a druid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, would explain a lot. A that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would be brilliant. That's how we got to New York so quickly. That's right. No, don't don't explain that away. That's. <laughs> That's a legitimate... I was just trying to join no, no, no. the moment, guys. I was just trying way. to join the moment. Uh, That's a legitimate problem that I have with the film, and it's fine. Final problem. <laughs> problem the third with John Favreau's scene. This one really took me out. He's now child psychologist as well. Because he's just, he doesn't believe that he's dressed... Well, he doesn't understand why he's dressed as an elf. And he's like, yeah, no, it's a reversion thing. He's going back to being a child because he's in shock. And I was like, right, so you're a GP, a geneticist, and a child psychologist? Like... I know you're John Favreau, but that's not believable, sir. 
Uh, well, no, he's also a security guard. He's also a very good kind of male secretary. He's a chef as well. He is. He's uh, the don't chef. underestimate John Favreau. Yeah. Favreau? Favreau? Yeah, or Favreau. I mean, he has many Favreaus in his cap. I got it. I I got it. Instantly. Yeah, got it. It just wasn't funny. Good. No, my job. One might say that joke was bollocks. I, I was thank yes you. ending you with a wah wah. Good, thank you. Great. Now that wah wah is going to be used everywhere. <laughs> whenever Sean talks, it's like, I wasn't even trying to be funny. For me. It's just a constant underlay to whenever I'm speaking. I could watch videos of the, when there's this guy that um, just narrates everything his mother does with a trombone. So whenever she drops something, it's just wah, wah, wah. And she's like, could I've you just that. stop? Enough, I'm done. Get out of my home. I think there was one where she was sweeping and he was like, the, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> bum, bum, People bum, have bum, fun. Bum, 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 bum. I'm just walking to the toilet. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Oh, uh, so but the problem is she laughs every time. She's like, "You keep laughing, I'm going to keep doing it." This is your own problem. That's going to be my problem if my kid drops the f bomb. I'm just going to find it so funny. Yep. <laughs> you have to keep a straight face, or you're going to hear it for the rest of your life. Nope. She said, "She said shit the other day, um, and it wasn't intentional. It was where we play rhyming games, and she <laughs> she rhymed something, and and she said shit, and and I was like, I was like, mm. I did this. I kind of sucked it back in." And she stopped and she looked at me and she smiled and she's like, was that funny, mama? And I was like, oh, no, I just had something in my throat. And then I'm like, I just super lied to my kid. I understand <laughs> oh, now. Like, I get it. I can't. <laughs> Mommy, did you have laughter stuck in your throat? Because <laughs> she's learning how to, she's learning what makes me laugh and she's enjoying entertaining, oh, which I super love. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I appreciate the gesture. But could you do something, something else? Different. Something that is not going to come out in the middle of a family reunion. <laughs> uh, and how is everyone? Shit! Oh. Bollocks! Bollocks! Yeah. You might get away with that one if you're the only Mommy one that really knows. Bollocks! <laughs> I don't know why your kid's now British. That's cool. Well, uh, that's, I'm a teacher. That way it's all okay. Ah, that's it. Mm -hmm. oh, Got it. Like, Got yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I am hurting in every way. Um... Anything else you want to say about Elf? I mean, what haven't we covered? We did, uh, it, you know, we did we it. covered it all. Uh, my overall thoughts, I think one of the reasons I love this as much as I do, and this is a once a year, every year thing, is it's one of the very, very few films that my mum will watch over and over again. Oh, that's interesting. And so it's become a bit, because none of the other ones, not, not that she doesn't like it, but she won't watch Home Alone over again. We got Love Actually a couple of years but no, Elf will watch every single year because it just gets mum laughing. Never seen so it's become actually. kind of a family thing. Never seen it. I really enjoy it. I get why people don't like it. Uh, I am I am seeing some some pretty uh, pretty definitive opinions coming from one of the people on this call. And considering Ian just said he hasn't seen it, I'll kind of narrows <laughs> I mean, it down. If Danae wants to come back next year, I think we should do Love Actually. No. Yeah. I... You have a year to uh, condense In... your hatred. No. I hate. I, uh, there's no condensing it. It is pure movie hatred. I hate that movie passionately, intensely. It's so, it's so bizarre to me because not bizarre. Look, oh, I get the criticism. You see, when we watch it, I just know like that kind. Watch it at the right time, nice and you know. We saw the funny people do the funny things, and yet it's only come out in the last few years. I've only realized how much people hate. This movie. I didn't know I was going to hate it this much, but I had to. I, for my job, I'm assigned movies, and then my job is to write for them. 
And this was, it was one of the hardest ones I've written on because I hated it so intensely that I could not find a way <laughs> to talk about it in a funny way. It, it was more like, a, this is dog shit. This is every, every single, everything. It was like, I hate this. I hate this. You're crap. This You're is crap. Shit. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> you know, if there's a love actually too, they will absolutely force you to do it again. No, do you, I, do, do you know, Josh, your man, Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead, there's no way of making his character not a complete creep. He is uh, so, um, the one with the placards. Oh, You've probably seen that scene. Ian. I, like he I've seen the memes the where it's like he replaces yeah. it with something else. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not romantic. It's not it, it's not. But, but anyway, I will say that the worst part of it is that I finally made it through that movie and um, we couldn't release it on our main channel. So it's for patrons only. Um, the actual How Sims did I not video. Know this? I could have sworn that, so, that's an invented memory. Then I could have sworn I'd seen that video. Well, we released it during Sin Week. Oh, that's so hilarious! It was the only time that we've been able to talk about it was on Sin Week, um, and so it was funny. in front of a live audience. And so I didn't even get to do like uh, an, our normally we would be able to talk about it. And I would have it yeah. a channel for my hatred because we would talk about it on our show on, on Behind the Sins podcast. Yeah. But in this case, we were doing a live panel in front of live people, and we only had so much time. And I had been—I had just been sitting on this bomb of pure. You must have been dying. And I'm just—and just... I'm just like, here it comes. And and worse, my writing partner loves the movie, so I'm just sitting there like in front of a live <laughs> audience, and I'm like, here it comes. Stewing. <laughs> Do you remember that moment in like Lord of the Rings whenever Galadriel turns into that evil queen? Oh yes, that was you. That yeah. happened to me. <laughs> Actually, in real life. In real life, and in front awesome. of all, all, a whole group of people. So I apologize, but I can't talk about it because I it it literally makes my stomach turn. I hate that movie that much. Oh, this is incredible. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't be reveling in your <laughs> hatred. It's like I've just seen a darkness inside Danae that I didn't know existed. That's there's awesome. nothing there's nothing about that movie that is worth talking about this might really break you then correct me if i'm, I'm wrong sorry, Sean, Sean. but richard curtis he wrote love actually he also wrote a lot of mr bean a lot yeah it he is, would do a lot of those films writer. uh four weddings and a funeral uh Which I don't like it notting hill uh, I do. I like. I've not seen for. I was only talking this one. Mum the other day. Notting Hill. I love. I have to say, I like that film. So I love Richard Curtis um, on TV. I don't like him on movies. Oh, I get. Didn't Richard Curtis do Vicar of Dibley? I'm not sure. Did any of you heard of Vicar of Dibley? My mom that, and dad that watched the that. That's fascinating. It. I don't know if that would translate well in America, but apparently it does. It does seem to be really they you love know, of it, both of its time and oh, of its awesome. location. Like they're BBC yeah. freaks. They love everything on BBC. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so I'll go over there and they'll be watching like Poirot and stuff. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. Poirot's so good. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll they'll go down another like rabbit trail of another show that will release, and then they'll be able to watch it all. And they're just like, that's binge all they all. do is they're just they binge BBC, which is great. I love that very much. Oh, that's um, awesome. Which is why I'm addicted to the Great British Baking Show. Great British Bake Off, love it. Bake Off. Wait, so what? Do you, what is? What's it called? It is called something different in America, isn't it? Baking show, I think it Which is. Which is weird because Bake Off is a, a, a something yeah. off is a very American ism. I think they had to change it for some reason, and I don't know why. But the show still. Wonder if there's maybe another show that had. It is See, good. Happy. That birth. is, if there's a pendulum of my emotion, Great British Baking Show or whatever you want to call it, 
will soothe the anger of love actually <laughs> oh that's awesome so if we put them on two screens at the same you time might kill her. would you be able to no, sit no, through okay. it again i feel like you'd implode you would just be so <laughs> torn you wouldn't know what to do like if you do want to talk about that movie someday we'll have to splice it in between <laughs> with conversations a review i of really want to do that now oh, because i love Rage! i'd love Tran- to have a love actually on oh, we could both compete for ian's heart Aww. Yeah, you, because he's not seen it. Yeah, like I know exactly which way I'll fall down. I have no soul. I will hate Love Actually completely and entirely. I'm ready to hate it already. So now that I have ammunition, I can't <laughs> see me liking this. Do you film. see what I'm dealing with on a week to week? I try and bring him some nice films, and he's great. like, I must hate it. Was it great. Yeah. I think it's the never-ending story. Really got me some. You and Albert just could not understand some of the things I pulled apart in it. Oh, you, yeah, you read. I think, again, pure nostalgia. I, pres- I presume you've seen The Never Ending Story. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's so, it's one uh, of the uh, nostalgia movies of my youth. Yeah, I, and I, I think you, because I only saw it last month. As we It's got to be yeah. awful if you watch it now. It's, um, it has some challenges, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... It, it, it does a thing where there's like the bat you know the, the the bullies that like throw you into a trash can and stuff that's just like okie dokie you know yeah it's cliche everywhere like we get it you're bullied but there was some message received it was kind of like um it felt jim henson in a way you know yes it did and so and i yeah. loved jim henson and uh it, like the films that he would release and things yeah, like absolutely. that so i i love i and i love fantasy worlds that's like my mom told me cool fantasy stories and then I've I've been a fantasy writer for a long long time for myself I've never released anything publicly <gasps> do it <laughs> do it um my D&D story may become a book cuz we're ha- I'm having a really really good time um with that as a medium for experimenting with writing but anyway uh, I love it I'm being sure we're having so, this conversation earlier today that my outlet yeah. is very much D and the ridiculous mm-hmm. maps that you draw, the stories that you weave, and I'm like, nobody could be playing with me. I've just created this nice little world for myself. <laughs> yeah, well, and I do that anyway when I'm writing my fantasy, but now it's for a purpose. Now it like serves. Yes, it serves a. Uh, it's I have weird. An outlet. It's such yeah. An interesting it's thing. weird that it need. It shouldn't need a purpose. It should just be an outlet for the sake of being an outlet. But the fact it's functional and brings. We, you, you hope other people joy as well is yeah that's on another puts it on another level so never ending story is like a world building yeah. um experiment for for me where it's got an interesting story where there's this you know this bad thing happening and how does it interact with the, uh, our world so i i'm a i'm a fan of never ending story although it is it is very much a nostalgia binge for me like that's yeah yeah no yeah I, I enjoyed it it just it was it was hard to see through some of the cheesiness but <laughs> like it, just it was like two weeks ago i was just like i wonder where the childlike empress is today and i googled her <laughs> <laughs> well interesting because um what's his name atreyu do you yeah. know what he's doing now no so he he's the tattoo artist now isn't he so he just kind of gave yeah. up on acting and he opened up his own tattoo studio opens a, opened a parlor yeah He's on TikTok as you don't recognize me, but I am, and it's him. He's you know bodybuilder covered in tattoos, but it's actually no, it's a trail. That's fascinating. That's how he dealt with the loss of the horse. Oh, don't! That's the scene that broke me. I can't. Artax, I mean, don't let the sadness into your heart. It's it is not needed. It is. It's in the first act. Traumatizing yeah. when you're a kid watching it that. It is traumatizing. Adult that scene... me is traumatized. 
I think that scene might be one of the reasons that I don't like to experience emotion in my content <laughs> because it was so yeah horrible. It was I nearly horrible. switched the film off. I, I gave it's it another awful. five minutes because I thought if this is where this film goes, I don't need it in my life. I mean, it all's fine in the end, but that but no, was but it's horrible. Not. Bringing him back is so cheap as well because you've literally you've just done it for. I mean, I'm glad they brought the horse back, but me too, me too. It's still cheap. Like it. Ugh. Yeah, that was infuriating. Uh, Childlike Empress, by the way, she was she like was a ballet dancer, and she just went back to ballet and never did movies either. So that's two that's that awesome. didn't go back oh, into okay. film. That's so cool. Anyway, well, Bastion, because I know he didn't come back for this. There's two sequels, mm-hmm. and I don't think and nobody returns yeah. as far as I know. I, I didn't. I don't think I watched the sequels. I don't think I was like no. No, you can't mess with I've my movie. <laughs> it is okay. lightning in a bottle again. Like, just leave that Actually, and this is why there isn't an elf too. I yeah. really do yeah. need to get that symbol of like the two, like the swirly uh, snake things. Aran. Aran. Yeah, that's it. I need to get one of those. I, I keep thinking like, if I'm going to collect weird things around my space, what do I want it to be? And I'm going to, you know what? I've got a pen. I've got paper. I'm writing down Aaron right now. So I just want to let you know I'm not doodling. If, I just doodle I say, if we were to ask you to tilt the camera down, would we see this amazing mosaic of the doodles that you've just not been telling us that you've been doing? Oh, it's so detailed. Oh my God. Hours it's you must just, have spent on that I haven't one. touched it. You I've, I've it so it. been enjoying the show. Um, nice, this nice has been segue. a lot of fun. So I have not, <laughs> Nicely done. I've not doodled. Nicely done. I've Googled, but I've not doodled. No, I'm disappointed in you, actually. I was expecting a really big doodle at the end. Oh, man. Ian, please don't upset our guest. <laughs> well, I can show you the uh, a list I made of an alternate timeline for my D&D game. Awesome. I'll take it. <laughs> so, alternate, is this like the way things could have gone? or We'll talk about it later. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, because okay. people might be listening and then that was right. Got I, can't, it. Yeah. I can't, yeah. No spoilers. What if you listen? That's true. Jen, <laughs> Evan, Noah, if you're listening... Better get the fuck out of here. Stop listening right now. Stop. Enough. That's that's my that's the dirtiest word I yeah. can use. You bollocks brains. But good. I'm gonna use right, making I'm I'm okay making with a that, one. Of that one. Sean, you bollocks brains. <laughs> I don't know why we needed Sean at the beginning. Ian has brains for bollocks and bollocks for brains. I like I've it. had that said about me before and that hurts. Oh. Have you ever eaten bollocks? Uh not deliberately. Well um um, well, I know Sean's going to that... take this conversation in a tangent. <laughs> Depends, really. Ask, uh, ask his, mom, Dad, ask, stop listening. Ask his husband. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't mean that way. I... Oh right, sorry. <laughs> oh yes, you did mean that <laughs> way. Did you mean it? Actually... There is literally one way of looking at that. Look at that picture on the wall. That'll answer that question. Why else would you ask? <laughs> no, no, there are like some delicacies where you actually eat testicles, and I was yeah. I was just uh, no, I haven't. Have, have you? Wait, no, wait, hold on. I'm quite worried. Hold, hold on. And where did you go to get the human testicles that you were I have, eating? I have a clarifying question about yes. the word bollocks. <laughs> undo, undo. First, first clarifying question. Was it the ball sack that's the bollock or is it the testicles? It's the, it's the testicle. Okay. So you can is have a singular human, bollock. Is it human testicle or is it just in general testicle? Well, no, it's everyone. It's a kind of in general, yeah. isn't it? Because okay. something can be the dog's bollocks, which means it's very good. Okay. Oh. Yeah, which is so that's where it's a bit weird because the dog's bollocks yeah. is a compliment, whereas bollocks on its own is an insult. 
Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, kind of a swear. You can say, oh, bollocks, which That's is bad. basically, oh, fuck, or But whatever. if it's a dog's, uh, it's okay. But if, it, if, if it, this is the dog's, this episode has been the dog's bollocks, lads. That's, that's yeah, good. Exactly. And I go quite Dublin when yeah. I say okay. that. It's the, so it's, if I'm going to get a tattoo, bollocks. that's what the tattoo, that's what the saying should be. Yeah, this like this this tattoo is the dog's bollocks. Right. I mean, it would, would be, yeah, that I would I get work. it. This is and, th- and this is this is good. It's good that you're clarifying this because this is you know the kind of situation where you go in and you get like a beautiful Chinese right, symbol I'm, I'm, and it means you know Dax detergent, you know. <laughs> whereas this is like you know we're like you know oh great I had bollocks written across my arm. It's like all right, that's not like you, you or something. That means. But the, yeah, you have to yeah. add the dog part. So so bull what? testicles are called Rocky Mountain oysters. Have you ever heard of this before? No. Oh, I is, have. I've, I have heard that. That phrase. is such a yeah. long description. So there are people who eat. Testi- bull testicles and that is what i was referring to for the record now good upon reflection <laughs> I realized, if i was to look at it with a magnifying glass perhaps that was the best question god are you ever going to have me back on your show for absolutely because i've got about there's about three episodes out of this now oh cool yeah exactly yeah it's awesome Oh my god! Welcome to Elf Part Seven. (laughs) We still it's Elf Part Seven, but we haven't yet started talking about Elf. (laughs) (laughs) No, we did. We did. We did. We did. (laughs) What I've always wanted to switch. There's two sayings: the dog's bollocks and the bee's knees. So the bee's knees is you're really good at that. But I've always thought that makes more sense the other way around. So the dog's knees, because dogs are like they're always running, they're always doing things. So that's great. And the bee's bollocks makes more sense because the bollocks on a bee must be huge because that guy stings you knowing that that's it that's the end of its life but it still buzzes around you so mm. it must have huge cojones to, wow. to do that i see what you're i, I see I, yeah i don't know though but you see a dog will ride anything that stands still long enough and that takes bollocks <laughs> although actually that, that, I'm, I'm being quite sexist in saying that, actually, because uh, then, you know, that's to say that a female dog wouldn't ride anything. Well, So maybe bollocks is more of a subjective Yeah, because my cat rides my dog, like, relentlessly, and she's she's a lady and, and Alfie's a, a male. I just, a uh, point of clarification for the American girl. When you say rides, <laughs> do you mean like a little oh, saddle what? on top? No, of, like he a, means like, the other thing. He means you the mean like thing. a... I mean, like, reverse cowboy. Yeah. We're talking we're talking Grey's Anatomy as opposed to ER. Got you. Okay, I'm with you now. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that Segway journey was so long I've had to recharge the Segway twice. <laughs> oh man, literally nice. nowhere to go. Is there anything else about the world that you'd like to get off your chest? <laughs> <laughs> like our actual Merry world? Christmas. Yeah, I mean may as well. We covered off most most topics today. <laughs> Man, I think Sean's in the, in the right vein there. Merry Christmas. I hope um, everybody has a, a good Christmas, especially considering so much is different this year. Absolutely. And if mm. you can find a way to connect with people as you're doing it safely, yeah, do it. Absolutely. Um, it's a weird world at the minute. And, Danae, to say it's been hilarious and, an, and, a, and a privilege and enjoyable is there are... There, they haven't invented the adjective to describe the last two hours, but it's been fun. <laughs> yes, they have. It's been the dog's bollocks. It's been the dog's bollocks! <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh. <laughs> uh, 
yeah like oh, thank you thank you so much um you've, it's been an absolute pleasure um we've both been wonderful guests on ian's podcast this oh, week get lost uh, which... yeah running joke brilliant you have to get it in there great and i'm absolutely good job i'm the funny one right danae 100%. where can if people haven't already found you where can found you find you founded you Oh, if you haven't be already been discovered, where can the people on the internet find you? Um, I am on... Uh, for social media, I only have two outlets for social media, um, which is Twitter and Instagram. And those are both Danae Says. Uh, so D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. That's if you just want to like connect in the world. But if you want to see or hear more content from me, um, I would recommend just looking up in your podcast player shoe the dough uh, it's like a shoe and then like a deer shoe the dough or you can just Email search for <laughs> you can search for um our official studio name studio dna there's lots of places but if you reach out on like twitter or instagram and you just want to find more content i can always kind of direct you um and then yeah i mean my job is working with cinemasins so if you are a snarky loving cursing person is not easily offended and can find humor uh, when somebody <laughs> insults a movie or a tv show that you love it's a good place to start it really <laughs> it's is a specific niche but like you can go there <laughs> and it's if if you ever miss misinterpret or think that these guys don't love films and cinema the the all of the, the cinema sins podcasts will quickly dispel that because yeah. there is it all comes from a place of love um and it's hilarious it's just meant to entertain. That's it. That's what it's here for. Um, well, well, hopefully, and thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much. You're no, beyond totally welcome. Well. And Ple- absolute will, pleasure. Absolute pleasure. If you want to come back, we will happily have you back whenever. We may even let you pick the film next time. <laughs> I know what no. it won't be. Love actually. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know what? We we agree on the film and then just completely sidetrack. Love actually. Just oh, be like, nope, God. we're doing this. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 I always bye. have to get the last bye in. I'm sorry. Bye, buddy. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at English Irish GTM. Email us at an Englishman and an Irishman at gmail.com. And check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter, at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean, at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much. <laughs>